Morgan, I love you. Now turn off the Alexa and go to sleep. Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 253, November 7th, 2019. On tonight's episode, guess what? Overwatch 2 is coming to Nintendo Switch. <gasps> a Pokemon leaker got caught. Can you catch them all? Who knows? Nintendo has just announced a super weird ambulance game, as well as some amazing Black Friday deals. Terry Bogart hits Smash, and a special guest that requires no introduction. Jessica, you the music. Hey folks, what is going on? Welcome to episode 253. I I didn't know whether you were doing it, Marty, or I was, and I was like, I don't know if he's falling asleep, if he's pulling his energy back, Uh, but we are here. I'm going to throw it over to Marty because it looks like he's in the hosting chair ready to go, and he is still pumped from Extra Life. Marty, what's going on? Uh You're muted, Marty. You're killing me, your son. We're all a little off balance here. Tonight, right? It seems like it. Uh, my internet was crap before I came on here. I can't figure out how to unmute my mic. We had to stop the stream during Extra Life uh, halfway through the first hour and uh, a you know two hour block. So it's all just coming up roses, right? It's just all coming up roses. So fantastic it, it is, stuff. Uh, but we we have got a bunch of roses on the show with us. Of course, the rose who right now. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't if you don't follow us right now on YouTube or Twitch, you're doing yourself a disservice because this man has got himself a haircut and a shave. And I'm going to say on this on this podcast, he's ranked the number third sexiest man on this podcast. Jesse Waldak. It's what the is going on, buddy? Three out of five. That's the media. And I'm happy with that. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you who th- who four or five are. <laughs> right. Just know that you're in the middle. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Yeah, we're doing a. Uh, my work's doing a new no shave November, so we, uh, I got uh, trimmed up on October thirty first. Went into the office on the first to get uh, before pictures. Yep. And then we'll come back the first week in December for after pictures, and then people will vote on who they thought had the best growth in that month. The the best growth in that month. I'm sure that does not sound odd at all. Speaking of a man not who's already already uh, working on his November beard. Mr. Timothy Alf. Tim, how are you today, sir? I had a rough start today, but I'm back on track because I'm on the show. So I'm feeling good. <laughs> I, I love like you're like concise, simple, like, yep, here's how it is. Wasn't good, <laughs> but we're doing well and I'm happy to be here. I love it. Thank you, Tim. Also no loving the new challenger approaching shirt, perhaps symbolizing his uh, his journey on to being a full-time host as well. He is indeed our new challenger. Speaking of a man who's not new, been here a couple times and of course, my brethren to the great white north, Mr. Sean Capri. Sean, how are you today, buddy? I'm it's great, you. man. It's me. It's me, Sean Capri. Thank you guys for having me on, man. As I wrap up my, what is it, northeastern tour of the United States, yeah. flying out of Philly tomorrow morning. So I'm in my hotel room. Um, I've been, I've had no kids for a week, so I'm all That's rested, crazy. ready for this marathon podcast you guys do every week. <laughs> It takes, and that was exactly it. You said, Hey, if I'm going on your show, I need to take an entire week off of everything I need Pretty to much. do. 
yep. prep for this mentally and prepare. Yeah, there, there's a mental preparation process for this. I've done the I've done right all here. twelve steps, Marty. Seriously, mm-hmm. I've had my nap. Okay, I've good. got my Red Bull here. Yep. Eventually, I'm going to go out for a coffee mid-show. So yep. I'm set, man. You're not going to have like a guru uh, falling asleep in the middle of the show here. I'm prepared. Good, excellent. <laughs> I know now, what I'm in for. Obviously, Sean, you know, before, we we obviously spend time later in the show to talk about obviously the amazing things you do with. Uh, with the Xbox Drive and if we ran Nintendo. But let's talk about maybe why you are in the uh, northeast of the United States for last week. What's going on? Yeah, man, we did. Uh, we had Extra Life last weekend. So uh, myself and about 60 other people were all crammed in a in a big room in a college in Rome, New York, uh, for Extra Life. And we did the 25-hour stream with the Daylight Savings. And I swear to God, guys, it was one of the most like transformational experiences I've I've ever had in video games. Like just meeting all of the friends that normally we just like this is how we interact on Skype and everything, and and um, through the power of Twitter and, and all that. And then to meet everybody in person, Lee Navarro from Phoenix Overdrive, uh, Mr. Babbitt, Garrett Bland, Skinny Matt, like so many. Bobby was also there. Um, all of us all in the same room playing games, kind of just it was an adult sleepover. It was like the That's best great. party ever. Um, so we raised uh, the offline totals are still kind of coming in. So Phoenix Overdrive hit uh, around ten thousand dollars. Wow. So just like awesome. incredible, incredible time. Lots of money raised for the kids. Lots of games played. Lots of uh, meeting new friends along the way. And um, it's actually a little bit surreal. Like that was all the way last week, and just I have to look at the pictures to remind myself that that was a thing that we really did. We we pulled yeah. it off, man. It was really amazing. Yeah, that's that's awesome, and and kind of obviously being you know friends and connected with you and a lot of those content creators as well, having the opportunity to watch you guys from afar, and, and you know being very honest, being jealous of it as well, because it just looked like an amazing, <laughs> looked like an absolutely uh, amazing time. Uh, so congratulations to you, uh, and congratulations to everyone who supported that. Of course, Extra Life continues to run for the month of November as well. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that uh, Marty Estes is currently. Uh, in his extra life campaign right now. So if you're uh, if you're joining us live on YouTube uh, or on Twitch and you're like, hey, hey, I have some extra money to give away, then definitely go over to our extra life page or any extra life page, but ours specifically, uh, and donate because we have some goals we'd like to meet as well. Yeah. Do you want to talk any more about that, Marty? Or is it just yeah, a, yeah. Well, no. I mean, we're uh, we're eight hundred and thirty dollars of the way to the two thousand dollar goal that wow. I set. Uh, this year. And so uh, a huge $500 donation coming in uh, about a week ago, kind of got that ball rolling. And so there's been, you know, $330 more donated since then. Uh, I would love it if by the end of this show, we were knocking on the door of a thousand just so that we roll into the next day, uh, you know, ready to go. Tomorrow is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, We've, we've scheduled tomorrow to be, uh, more family related. So, uh, at eight o'clock in the morning, my son Isaac is going to take over the stream for two hours to play Minecraft. Sure. Uh, and I can't be held responsible for what's going to happen there. Cause I'm going to be asleep. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm actually going to push back in the recliner there and go to sleep. And he's going to, he's, he's psyched up about this y'all. Uh, and then tomorrow afternoon after like after lunch, my wife and my daughter are coming to uh, basically be here when it's time to stretcher me out after 24 hours. Uh, but also, uh, they're coming to uh, to play some, some family games. So we're going to do yeah. Super Mario Party, and we're going to do uh, Mario and Sonic at the 2020 Olympics, which we got a review code for this week from Sega. And here, the cool thing about it is, is I downloaded it, but I've not even opened it once. So we're all going into it blind. 
That's great. So it's, awesome. we're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna we're, we're gonna play some other games like you know just little party games, family games, stuff like that. And then right after our stream ends at six o'clock, Jesse's gonna hop in and do some Jackbox tomorrow night nice as job. well. And so I don't want to I don't want to leave him out. But uh, like I said, you can go over and you can donate toward that goal. Uh, it's um, extra-life.org backslash participant backslash Marty Estes. But also be aware that uh, our good friend Nick Metzger is uh, mm-hmm. doing his right now as well. And he is uh, his is participant backslash youth for youth with the number four. And he has like 40 teenagers from his surrounding area there from different groups and they're all taking shifts playing. That's awesome. Which I think is super cool. That is cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, concept. And I, I think, you know, it raises awareness not only for extra life, but what that is going for those kids seeing, yeah. you know, they're working elected. So, uh, good, good stuff on our goals, $4,000. Uh, and so we'd love to hit that, but uh, just head on over there. You can even just go to, um, go to extra life, uh, just Google it and then search on that page, search Nintendo dads or search Marty Estes and yeah. you'll find me. Two other things that I'll just bring quickly attention to there is if you're around, around 2 PM central standard time, oh, God. ladies and gentlemen, round two, round two of Dr. Mario, where my wife, Jody Masson, the redhead from the North, the fiercest competitor of Dr. Mario takes on Mr. Marty Estes for every single <laughs> minute that Marty plays with my wife. She's going to donate a dollar. If he actually wins a match, Damn. he's getting extra bonus dollars. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, if you want to see a mid-40-year-old man cry for an hour, <laughs> tune in at 2 p.m. Central Y'all, Standard Time when listen, Jody Masson goes round to round in Dr. He, Mario. He, he says this, and, you, and you're like, oh, that's all hype because that's Justin. No. Like, okay, Justin, let, let's just let's throw this out here. How many of you guys in your house hold enjoy playing Dr. Mario with Jody. Um, I have to play on level three and she plays on level 20. <laughs> and only then yeah, she is was, it slightly fun. And she like, still, she was me. doing stuff last year. Like before I could even drop a, a drop one virus, she was like dumping garbage and all kinds. Of, and I was like, I've never seen anything like this. It, She's I mean, the 1995 a, Southern uh, Alberta, Dr. Mario champion. That's amazing because my wife is a 1996 Northern Alberta champion. I think we should have a I, wife show off. I think oh we honestly, Chelsea is, Chelsea's actually amazing at this game. Oh, so no, the, so the, my wife. Oh, we're wow. the same person, Justin. I'm just the fatter version of you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> my brother's name is Justin. No way. Seriously. Oh, my God. But yeah, she's going to utterly destroy me. So. Yes. <laughs> I mean, just tune in just for the the shared misery. It'll be yep. kind of like what we did the Mega Dads with exactly. Uh, oh, Splatoon. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Mega Dad Splatoon, and also awkwardly maybe getting suspended, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> a couple of years ago, Marty was an extra life, and and we set some goals, and we said, hey, if during this stream we get to X amount of dollars, I'll take my shirt off. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. We're back for two years <laughs> later. If we can get Marty to a thousand bucks. This nice button-down T-shirt, it's coming off. It's coming off on this stream. So let's Maple see if we can get Marty to a thousand bucks. Maple syrup mooses, and I'll just and it'll just be nips all over the podcast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then we're probably going to get suspended in Twitch. I think just that's like- a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Sean's, Sean's, 
Sean's video had been off the entire time you were saying that. And about the time you said nips all over the podcast, <laughs> he showed up again with the most disproving look. <laughs> I love it. Joyful dis- hey, look, disapproval. Look, Sean, yep. Sean's for the kids. It is yeah, for the kids. Uh, I will say though, if for those of oh, you that that aren't aware of what bad. did happen, uh, we did play the Mar- the Mega Dads at the Extra Life uh, Splatoon Fest this weekend. Thanks for everyone who, by the way, who jumped in and actually was on our team, played on it, which was fantastic. We of course destroyed the Mega Dads very quickly, uh, but the Mega Dads had had set a goal that they would play in their swimsuits, and that's exactly what they did. However, halfway through our stream, they actually got suspended by Mixer. And the reason they got suspended from Mixer was inappropriate nudity on the sh- on, on the actual stream, which was because they had their shirts off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, if there's anything that is quintessential Megadad's content, that is exactly it. So, um, yeah, it was a lot of if fun. It was, if it's you, though, it's appropriate nudity. It's fine. Oh, for sure. If, it's for our, them, it was it's inappropriate nudity. It's, our, it's artistic. Why is Bart's background there? It's French. My my daughter wanted to uh, jump in, but she did not want to be on stream. And I'm I'm like, if you're sitting in this chair, your voice and your face is on it. She goes, nope. Yeah. Okay. "Okay." Then I'll. That's your choice. So. Yeah. Good call. Well, let's let's jump. I was going to say, you know, we've prattled on enough about ourselves, right? Sure. Let's jump in. Hey, Tim, quick question. Chat cat janitor asks, what's in your fancy glass there? Timothy. Uh, I had, I had a Canadian maple whiskey. It start, And uh, now I just have Pepsi. So to kind of, man, that's well, look at you go. Well done. You <laughs> speaking, speaking of people who probably need a whiskey after their, their conference, blizzard announced overwatch Two coming to the Nintendo switch this last uh, week. Uh, folks, anyone excited about Blizzard's Overwatch 2 coming to Switch? Are we allowed to be excited? Like, I'm not sure if that's, are we allowed or is I, that's that, tough, right? Because a lot of people are like, are we okay to do this? Like, I'm yeah, going to be, I'm excited. I'm going to be, yeah, I'm excited. I think it's great. I'm excited. Um, I think it's everyone awesome. is. Okay. My and you're all, I'm going to shame you all publicly. Bad, bad you guys yes. for being sh- excited about that. Sorry. But, uh, no, no, it's okay. Uh, we don't know much about it. I was shocked, actually, that it was coming to the Switch. Now, Diablo 4 was also announced during BlizzCon, not uh, at this point coming to the Nintendo Switch, uh, but just Overwatch 2. Do you guys understand, are we actually getting a sequel, or is this some weird upgrade to the actual current game? Because I was a little bit confused at times. It looks like a sequel to me. I mean, there's with it being primarily online matchmaking and PvP and stuff like that, I think it's it. You know, there's going to be the inevitable. It's just an upgrade, but it... It's the same thing that people said about Splatoon 2, right? When it when it came and it and it did have improvements and, and a whole lot more content over the first one. And so they've already revealed one new character and a new mode. And there's actually going to be story-based modes for yes. for the characters as well, which I think is brilliant. Uh, because they've built they've managed to do something special with Overwatch and that is build an entire universe. Uh, around characters who, if you've never seen the um, the, the 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 like the little movies, vignettes. I guess that Blizzard puts out the vignettes, then you have no clue what all that is, right? Mm-hmm. But for yeah. some reason, they have this universe that fans have become incredibly loyal to. Yeah, and so well, I did think it was interesting in that trailer that they showed off that uh, action sequence against the gigantic Omnic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't think that's coincidence. I think there's going to be something like that as as well in this but game. I think there's story missions as well, isn't there? Is there? So it seems to me that there's a bit a different take on the entire game. I think these games that serve as the, the multiplayer, the games that live forever have a real challenge in differentiating when it's a sequel. I think Destiny did that, had had a similar challenge. Splatoon, as you guys mentioned as well. But this seems to me like a, like a pretty big deal. And and there's this um, notion that you can only get, you only get um, attached to the characters if you play the game or if you follow along. I don't know, man. Like I watched that trailer and I don't follow along with the, the behind the scenes stuff or the lore or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a little choked up. There is like this... Yeah. Is there going to be oh, yeah. a sacrifice here? Like this yeah. big cuddly gorilla? Like I just, I just love yeah. Winston, but I don't know anything about him. I don't know that he has led this group of Overwatch characters. I don't know that he's kind of like the, the Sam Jackson of um, of the Avengers kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I found I don't know if I was just tired from Extra Life or whatever. But I was like getting a little choked up from it. <laughs> no, so I did too. It, I, I, it was the music. It was the music mm-hmm. and the and the and the they Blizzard has always done uh, CGI cinematics so well. Yeah, you're always. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they're, I have, they're top I have no interest. No, I have no interest in the game, but I like the cinematic, and I would not mind seeing like a full blown movie based on, with that oh, yes. style. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that you know what that feels that. that feels like it is ripe for a Netflix miniseries. Do you uh-huh. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a like a seven part, you know, forty five minute episode Overwatch season one. Whatever it is, right? Like that feels like that's that feels like it's uh, a low hanging fruit. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yep. Um, Cat janitor here says in the in the chat here, Overwatch one and two players can play uh, online together, right? So I think that's that's a nice feature that's as well. Crazy. I thought that was pretty cool. Well, and, well, and think about the, the. I think one of the things too to point out here is that with uh, Overwatch two, is that the first one had such a long tail on it yeah. right mm-hmm. i mean three and a half years yep. of upgrades and characters and new maps and new modes and surprises and costumes and skins or whatever you want to call them that there's so much content to that game uh i don't expect overwatch 2 to be any different there's there's going to be all kinds of brand new reveals and i i like i pro i, I feel like we'll probably see all of the original characters that are out right now eventually mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't think I don't think that they will be like I think they're going to mix them in. It's like oh here's six and six right or yeah. or here's eight and four uh, mm-hmm. you know oldies and four newbies uh, and then you know your your other folks will come down. But I mean it's obvious that they they're picking on the popular ones right here at the beginning right. I mean May Tracer Mercy Reinhardt mm-hmm. yeah they've already showed out they've already showed off Lucio in the art so you know he's in there. Uh, and then there's the new character, and is is it Sojourn or Sojourner? I think so. That's the new one. <laughs> just know. just a no. <laughs> yeah, sure. Name. I don't know. Wobble wobble buffer. Wobble buffer. Awesome. Uh, well, so so how does that work? Like we're heading into next generation of consoles now. Like that that almost like cross game, cross gen, even PS well, three, four, and five. That's and that's I guess a little bit of the of the question I have, and the reason I ask this question is like, and 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 I and I fully like. I believe it's a new game. My understanding, it's a new game. I've watched the release, but like, I also thought, what if it's just an update? Yeah. What if it's literally like, you, do you want to update to Overwatch 2, take your Overwatch 1 game and pay $30 and we'll update to Overwatch 2. By the way, all the characters remain the same because they said the same characters to stay in. You get the same skins, you get the same maps, but all of a sudden now it's 
layer two, it's new maps. It's it's almost like an extension. So like it's almost like it's DLCing itself into mm-hmm. a new game. I've been thinking that's- about how the Overwatch one and two players can play together, and that bas- that's basically how it has to be. Yeah. Player one, Overwatch one gets a big patch to get Overwatch two content that they probably won't be able to access outside of multiplayer games. Yeah, like they'll have the models of the characters, just won't be able to play as them or something like that. And yeah. same with the new maps, but uh, and then and then Overwatch Two will basically have a, both games. Yeah. Basically, will be the same thing, mm-hmm. just with Overwatch One having limited access to some content. Well, and that's so, and that's one of the reasons why I think that you know because I don't know about you go you guys all, but like when I when I heard them say, "Oh, and by the way, it's coming to the Nintendo Switch," I was like, "Shut up, what? What?" Like, and to your point, a little bit there. Um, Sean, like, how is this going to happen with new generation of consoles? Mm-hmm. Well, if you've already got, let's think about it. If you foundationally got the building blocks of the game already on the one console, the Switch, and you're just doing an update or a DLC patch, right? And that expands it. You don't, you're not really building a whole new game from the ground up. You're right. just building, you know, you've got a house. You're putting an extension on it. That's a good. Right. That's a good analogy. Oh, yeah. I feel like I just did that with Tetris ninety nine actually, but it was starting with the free game, but then adding on. Like to me, it's like a it's a completely different experience. What I just yeah. added on with that offline DLC pack. Yeah, uh, I, I've been doing some googling while you guys have been discussing it, Multitask. and the uh, there's an article from Tech Radar that talks about you know the reveal, and it says here. Uh, it, and this is the heading: new engine upgrades. It doesn't say a new engine for the game. Mm-hmm. But new mm-hmm. engine upgrades that support larger maps for co-op, yep. uh, as well as new enemies and factions that players will encounter, and so visual enhancements. And so I think uh, y'all may be onto something. This may be like a upgrade pack, but they didn't want to call it Overwatch DLC because there's been so much. Yeah. Right? How can you be game uh, of the year if you're just an upgrade patch? Remember, this was 2015, yeah. I think. 2015 game of the year. Uh, 2016 uh, yeah. video game awards game of the year. And also, all of this is really good news for Nintendo Switch players because we just bought the game. Yeah. And so for them to come out and announce this, so the fact that the games all work together, like this seems to be, I feel, I'm just so encouraged by all the crossplay, all the Mm -hmm. player first stuff, like just the the things that we've really, the last couple of years, the last decades, anything that we've really known to come in buying games. Think about Street Fighter, Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Street Fighter 2 Championship. Those are all. They should have been like this, but we bought separate cards for them. <laughs> like yeah. we paid well, full price I mean, every time. Yeah, was- I mean, and to add fuel to the fire, I think. I, I mean, I'm just still reading this that all cosmetic item items from the original Overwatch will cross over to two. Amazing. So, uh, but one of the big focuses, uh, again, we talked about the narrative focus, but uh, this has come out too that there is a huge push for co-op in this game. Uh, in that you'll have co-op missions, right. uh, as well as the story missions, uh, being able to be played co-op as well. Right. Hmm. Now, when it okay. comes to the other consoles, you know, we already know PS5 will be backwards compatible with four. We already mm-hmm. know Project. What, what do they call it? Yeah. Scarlet. Scarlet. Okay. Yeah. We'll Listen, Xbox kid, you stay in your corner. All right. You he almost said Scarlet. Yes. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll be compatible with Xbox. Xbox One, and and even within their own ecosystems, they are able to have, here's a game, but if you have the Pro or the X, you can use this alternate texture pack to, yeah. to take advantage of the 4K or the higher density yeah. resolutions. And, and, I, 
And so because of this, you don't even need to make an Xbox Five or, or an Xbox Five, an Xbox Two or a PS Five build because it'll just play the old build, but it could have the, that ability to then use modified texture packs for the higher resolutions. Mm-hmm. And I think and still all be compatible with everything. One of the things I would I would use as an example of how this could work, and it's uh, a light example, but is really Fortnite Chapter Two. Yeah. Right, like if this is Overwatch Chapter Two, yeah. Right, they took everything offline, and when you came back online, you kept your skins, right? You kept your emotes, you kept all those things. But by the way, there's new, there's a completely new world. There's new maps. Now, it's not, it's not the exact same, but that's my envisioning of it, right? Yeah. When we look at a game, just the difference is you and, have to pay for the upgrade instead of. <laughs> just, well, yeah, ex- exactly, right? Because they, they're investing a lot more into it, right? But but all of a sudden, you you build. So that's, you know, when we think of Overwatch 2, that's where my brain goes to. And how these games, you know, whether it's a Destiny, whether it's uh, Overwatch, whether it's Fortnite, whether it's, I don't know, Apex, whatever, how it how they can evolve into being these bigger games as a service um, kind of franchises. I think it's interesting to continue to think about as well. It's the only way so that you don't just drop off your entire base. You spend all the time and money just cultivating this community and you can't go, well, you have to buy the next one to carry over. Like, I think that this might be aside from Fortnite, this might be the only paid. Well, Fortnite's not paid. This might be the only paid game. They they're doing that because destiny certainly did not do that. They require yeah. everybody to, to buy and, and jump into the next one. Yeah. So it, it just leaves nobody behind. And I'd love that part of where gaming is going. Yeah. yeah absolutely. This tells me too, for the fact when they mention that on the stage, that all the overwatch one stuff will carry over to the two. I was like, I'm sold. I'm ready. Yeah. So yeah, that is exactly it, right? I think that's that's brilliant. So, uh, so yeah, I think it's I think it's great. It'll be interesting to see how that how that continues. Uh, anyone anyone who plays Overwatch, who, who are you maining as? Who do you main as? I love Mercy. Mercy, Mercy? okay. I do Reinhardt. Reinhardt, uh, yeah. With a uh, side of Lucio. Nice, cool. Tim, what about you? Reaper. Reaper, yeah, yeah. Jesse, you have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? I, I pass pass cool awesome <laughs> awesome uh i'm a i'm a big fan of hamster and yeah that one is fun uh, bastion or not bastion uh baston the uh robot right robot robot yeah yeah i like yeah, bastion, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's Chelsea, please. blow up all right speaking of things that uh kind of blow up and occasionally you don't want to get caught Ladies and gentlemen, there has been some leaks as of late on Pokemon Sword and Shield. Hopefully even able to avoid all the leaks because we are just one week away from Pokemon Sword la, and Shield. La, 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 la. And we're going to talk about it right now. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Yeah. Way to I'm avoid out. it until now. Um, <laughs> but unfortunately, as we found out via Twitter, there were some photos that were leaked and so that cap, uh, happened. But apparently uh, Nintendo has has found the leaker. And it was caught by actually their profile picture on Discord, on Discord chat. And then N- Nintendo employees actually traced the source behind the profile picture and identified their YouTube channel, which then they were able to later identify their Facebook account. And then their Facebook account uh, was then able to provide information to uh, to find the way to to the actual leaker. So uh, the leaker eventually got caught. And uh, this is not a good thing. This is not a good thing for... You know, you get early access or you get instant access to something. And I, I don't I highly doubt this was a um, an influencer or someone from media, but rather someone who probably just happened to to know a man who knows a guy who's shady and, and gets a copy of it. Um, and now this person could probably face very real fines and jail time potentially for, for leaking this information. Um, folks, what do we think? 
Well, I mean, not only that, I read uh, somewhere on Twitter today that uh, many people who have requested review copies of Pokemon Sword and Shield are now getting emails that say they will not get them until release mm-hmm. date. Mm-hmm. This is this is Mario and Luigi Bowser's inside story all over again, or whatever, whichever one got ripped, you know, yeah. and put on the internet. It's this. It's the exact same situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I will have to say that as someone who has viewed all of the delicious Pokemon leaks, uh, all I can say is this: it turned me from I'm playing this game because I need to talk about it on the show to I can't wait to get this game in my Switch. Wow. Mm. And this, and, this and that's, is and that's all I'm gonna say is this: all they revealed was Pokemon designs. Yeah. Like that, really. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of story or anything revealed. Just Pokemon designs made me that excited. I want to make my own Pokemon. I want to make I want to make a little Justin Pokemon, a little, Zach, Pokemon a little Zach Pokemon. Yeah, there you go. Pokemon creator, Pokemon mm-hmm. world creator. I like it. If with I ran Moose. Nintendo, that's what I would do. Yeah, if you ran with Moose, <laughs> can I have Moose horns? Oh, that would be, be amazing. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is this is a whole different conversation. Yeah, yeah. Dri- dripping maple syrup from your mouth. Yeah, we're going mm. to Vancouver Island, everybody, got, yes. in the next and, Hey, right? And he's he's <laughs> got the name already. You ready? Moosin. 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 Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. This is, I'm going home. I'm done. I'm done. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I Just think that, I think that, <laughs> I think the that you're art commence. Right, yeah. If, if you want to submit <laughs> yeah. your your Fair image art. of Justin Moosin uh, to <laughs> Nintendo Dads, NintendoDads at gmail.com. Your your artwork will be featured on all of our social media pages. Why, you why do I feel like this is going to end up as a t-shirt? Free publicity, and it may absolutely be done as a t-shirt. I've got please, a long please, flight tomorrow. I'm going to be I'm going to be sketching away, I'm man. A, I want to <laughs> see that Pokemon. Do I it, up. See that Pokemon. Who's that Justin, Pokemon? Justin Moosin. <laughs> oh my god! Seriously, <laughs> I, yeah, please. And you got to have the region too. What region is that? Oh, uh, what region? Oh, that's definitely. Uh, uh, I don't know what region. How would you call Canada as a region? N- Northwest the, Tia? I don't. I don't know. I don't the know. The, uh, the poutine region. The poutinery region. <laughs> oh, geez, now now you're just getting now you're just getting belligerent. The poutina region. <laughs> right there you go. Uh, so pulling this back, Pokemon leaks not good. Hopefully you've been able to avoid it. I, I you know I think in a world where we're so interconnected, it is. Uh, it's just they're going to find you, right? And it's such a big risk. And I don't, and and you know, I think to the point that I guess Marty you made as well is like you're ruining it for other people as well, right? Which is unfortunate. So, uh, Sean, you pick it up, Pokemon. The chat says Gujon reason. Gujon, Newfoundland, nice. Definitely Newfoundland uh, and Labrador as well. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I I'm going back and forth on. The, I might just pick up the Switch altogether. The Switch Lite, um, the special edition is gorgeous, yeah. and that alone yeah. has me uh, maybe the reason that I end up picking this thing up. But I, I'm just glad that you know you see these leaks all the time, and I think as fans, like for me, I hate spoilers. I want to go on the journey on my own. I want these things to kind of be laid out in the way that they're intended, and I hate when things get spoiled like this. And so as a as a video game fan, I'm just glad that this person did get caught and that potentially the hammer is getting laid down. I think this, they're like an example should be set in a big, yeah. bad way. Nintendo could have just called the SWAT team and just called them on this YouTuber or whoever it is, yeah. you know, but I think they pulled back just a little bit. They'll be very interested to see like what, what does real consequences yeah. really mean? Right. Like, cause you guys really... know, as reviewers, like you could be blacklisted. I think that's one thing, but like yep. 
doesn't necessarily cost you anything other than like further access, but is yeah. this going to cost so, them time or money? So I would say this. The, um, question, the question is, what was done? Was it really illegal? Immoral? Definitely, but illegal? I, yeah, right. I don't, that's, good. Don't know. that's a good point. And that's and that's a great question. So like full transparency. So I'll talk to you a little I'll I'll provide like our insight mm-hmm. from the Nintendo Dad's perspective. So when we have worked with specific or organizations, and Nintendo's one of them, when we came on board with them, and Sean, maybe you did with, with Microsoft, we had to sign like a five page letter, a legal document from Nintendo. No, that we kind just of five. Yeah, you guys just that's exact. Well, yeah. Xbox, we're friends Xbox now, eh? Xbox Canada. <laughs> Xbox is in a position they're just looking for anybody to high five. Like, come on, guys, anybody, anybody? <laughs> that was a little uh, opportunistic for me, I'd say. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> it really, really was. So that's fine. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about later how we have a new show called the Xbox Dads. Um, but uh, what <laughs> right, yeah. what what I was what I was saying though is like, so we had to like sign an agreement as as a company as what we are. Right. And in te- signing that actual contract holds us accountable. And if for some odd reason we decide to be taken to court, they have a lot, they have ability to do yeah. that. Now, jokes on you, we don't have a lot, but you could definitely, we could, we as individuals could be impacted by we, I signed the document so I could be the one impacted. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are definite impacts to, to when you work with companies and organizations. Now, if this person just happened to get a copy of it from your man down at the local shop who decided to give it to him early, and we see this happen a lot on, on when street dates get broken, right? The person at Target didn't realize that the game wasn't supposed to go till Friday, released a day early. We see it happen. But when a game is, is this far out, mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's very, it's very blatant actionable. Do you know what I mean? Like someone had to take actions to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think I th- one of the things that that has baffled me about the whole situation, though, is this: is that like with all of the the news that came out and the massive, massive amount of of Pokemon that were revealed, like why is Nintendo waited this late in the game, or why is Game Freak waited this this late in the game with the Pokemon Company or whoever, like sitting on stuff that. T- that to a casual Pokemon fan is legitimately exciting, right? When you've had so much negative press and maybe that's why they have, but I just feel like, you know, especially even being around during the X and Y era and being around during sun and moon, like we knew way more about the games at this stage before release than we do about sword and shield. And and I think they were deeply criticized for that because there was nothing, everything was on the table. Nothing was a surprise anymore. And I think they're rolling back on that, and I think I, I think for the good because you know I, I I've seen a few of the leaks. I haven't seen all of them. I'm trying to avoid them. I don't know what the evolutions look like of the starters, etc. And you know, and I, I think I said it two weeks on the last show two weeks ago that if they haven't told us by now, don't tell us. Just well, and let that's us, let us find out on our own. And that's a little bit of it, right? And I think that. With so many, just in general, we live in a society that leaks are bound for movie sets or or pictures of this and that, that I think as a development team, right, or as anyone who spends a lot of time on a project, right, and you're spending a lot of time and energy, and we're not talking like five people around a, a, a laptop, like we're talking a team across the world who has spent time and energy to create, they're crafting this this art for you, and they want to deliver- Right. They want to deliver it on their terms <laughs> and in their ways and kind of have everyone kind of surprised together, right? Join in that like global conversation of like posting photos and then share. 
And I think a leak like this kind of just like numbs some of that, right? Mm-hmm. And I read a post recently today that, that someone was saying like the Pokemon company right now is is actually tracking a very low morale, right? And you're thinking a company like this is tracking low morale just before the release of a huge game, probably because a lot of the wind is taken out of their sails, right? Because of, of leaks like this. So, Tim, what do you think? Um, I it's I'm surprised it got leaked, but uh, because Nintendo is usually known for keeping things tight. Um, so when it when this came out, I thought it was fake, but I still didn't want to go look. Um, even though I'm not, say, a huge fan like Jesse or anybody else, where I would be hungry for this information, I still want to. I still don't want to know about it. I want to mm-hmm. learn about it on my own. Yeah. Well, so I figured the leaks yeah. were legit off the bat, just because what happened two days before that leak hit, pre-purchases. Yeah. And oh, when, yeah, you, when you pre-purchase, yeah. you download the build of the game. Yeah. Yeah. But but I mean, like, I mean, come... uh, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say that uh to add to what you were talking about justin about the thing you had to sign and all that uh, for us um especially you when you came back and when i was helping you with a thumbnail and you said no i can't use that image i don't feel comfortable using that image even though i got it from nintendo's web page you were still (laughs) leery about using it so uh for us we're very you know we don't want to risk anything so we're Mm -hmm. going to dot those I's, cross those T's and yep. make sure before we do anything. So when, what what it comes down to is it comes back to this person who did this and again, ruins it for everybody else like us who I was thankful that you got that review code for Luigi's Mansion early. I was surprised mm-hmm. we got that early when mm-hmm. you said you got it because usually we haven't been getting anything from Nintendo early. And then it goes back to people like this doing stuff like this that shuts Nintendo back down to say you're not getting a review code early. Yeah. And that's, and, and the, I, that's the thing that frustrates me. Yeah, and, and, I'll, and I'll be 100% candid. And if someone already mentioned this conversation, we've been in contact with our Nintendo rep. And our Nintendo rep has blatantly said to us, if we're able to give you a code, it will be like on launch date. Mm-hmm. on launch date or a date before and they recognize that as reviewers as influencers or whatever the hell it is you want to call it is that we do here right as just five guys yapping um that doesn't give us a lot of time for our audience right but they don't want to risk that component of it what tim was talking about before um with the the thumbnail there is uh embargoes and sean you've probably dealt with embargoes with uh xbox canada mm-hmm. right and and they can be they can be very convoluted yeah right you can have you can have preview embargoes and review embargoes. And so what Tim was talking about was like their, our preview embargo as it related to um, Luigi's Mansion said, you can show, you can't show X scenes, but you can show mm-hmm. up to this level, but you can't show pictures or videos from that level. And okay, sure, sure. That's fine. Um, but then what we were, we were doing is we were putting together a preview video we were putting up and I, and Tim was so kind as to go do the thumbnail, but he pulled the thumbnail image, which is off of Nintendo's public site, press site mm-hmm. from a level that was beyond the preview embargo. Yeah. So I was only allowed to show, I think to level nine in the preview embargo, but the level that he was pulling from was like level 11. Mm-hmm. So technically that's breaking embargo. So we have to. Re- redo those things right they're testing and you th- it is right so there's a lot there's <laughs> a lot attention. of like like t's and i's and i don't know if there's anything that you've you've dealt with too sean from your experience well, yeah well i think the thing that i've seen actually which is really confusing is that it can be fluid like it actually it can change after you get that initial email of like this is what you can say this is what you can't say and then the next day i'll be like 
okay, well, actually, there's a streaming update. You can play the game, but only to this point. So the fluidity, I think, can catch you off guard a little bit. And I think that it is our responsibility to just stay up to date. And it's always a two-way conversation with whoever your rep is to make sure that you understand. If you're ever in doubt, ask the question. And I've yet to have anybody go, I can't believe you didn't understand what it is. It's generally, yep. It's, it is convoluted. Thank you for clarifying. And then you move on from there. But yeah. this is obviously not that. This leak is obviously not somebody mixing up an embargo yeah. detail or anything right. like that. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it was totally intentional. I think that's probably the worst part about it is there can be mistakes. Everybody's human and they are confusing. And, and mm-hmm. those types of things can happen. This is not that. And it ruins the people who are as dedicated as, as you. And I think I am as well to, mm-hmm. to the details of the embargoes. Yeah. You exactly. know what I hate about it too is that like, the whole thing about it is, is that one bad apple spoils the bunch, mm-hmm. right? Like it's it like one thing like this happens, and then you have people like us who, and I, and by us I mean not just Nintendo dads. I'm talking about you and and other podcasters collectively. We're not the IGNs or the GameSpots or whatever, and we are the ones who suffer because of it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think what people forget is is that if we do this, and and yes, podcasting for us, I mean, we we take what we do seriously, but again, it's just a hobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what I try to remind myself when Justin gets in a code or when I ask him and he's like, hey, yeah, we're, we got a code for that since you ask. Uh, number one uh, is due diligence with what you've been given. And number two, it's a privilege. It's mm-hmm. not a right. Mm-hmm. It's a privilege to be able to uh, play something before other people or get a free copy of it and provide your opinions, which then influence people as to whether or not they'll buy that game or not. Mm-hmm. And it's not a, it's not a right. It's a privilege. So you want and, to do it justice. You want to do your homework. Yeah, well, you, you want to deliver a well articulated thought. Mm-hmm. But, but I guess what I'm saying is, is like people like this, it's, it's, it's more of a, uh, I'm entitled to this. I'm entitled to this leak. I'm entitled to this information, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it doesn't do anything. Like There's it's exciting. Yes, it's cool. I guess in a way to be able to see things early, but it also really hurts in the long run. That momentary yeah. rush of it being cool is overshadowed eventually by the by the long term negative effects. Mm-hmm. And yeah. which, I mean, we we saw that personally. At Nintendo Dads, when that Bowser uh, 3DS game, when it hit and and they they dried up, man, and we all of a sudden were like, it was like we would get stuff because we had been offered Mario uh, Odyssey and other stuff early. And then all of a sudden that game and it just was like, yep, we'll get to you on launch day. Mm hmm. It's kind of like when we were in customs coming into the States and people were jetting in line. They were late for their flights. A couple of people were cutting in line. And then the guard says, if anybody cuts in line next, nobody's getting processed. And then mm-hmm. that just shipped everybody up, which thank God, like everybody's like, well, I don't want to ruin it for other people. And that's generally the guidelines. Yeah. I think that we as podcasters, um, we fall, we don't want to ruin it for the next people as much as we don't want to ruin it for us. But this person doesn't care about even the consequences to themselves. And they certainly don't care about um, what they owe mm-hmm. to Nintendo or the community or anything. It's just so selfish and stupid. You have to wonder exactly. what their their thought process is on this. Uh, you know, is it just clicks? You know, trying to get that first. fifteen minutes or fifteen seconds of fame? Yeah, first, yeah, uh, worth it. Is it worth it? You know, it's like now you've just been blackballed. You know, yeah. so uh, now, yeah. yeah, so yeah. 
<laughs> there are there are personalities out there though that have almost made a name for themselves for getting that inside scoop on things and then mm-hmm. being right about it. So there is mm-hmm. there are examples where somehow that's made to work and maybe people just don't understand like the nuance of delivering like hints like this is what I'm hearing mm-hmm. and then turning out to be right versus like flat out here's the game. Yeah. yeah. And I don't need to be honest, I don't know if I like either, but there is a difference. Well, um, I think I think one one is rumor, right? So I could say I, I might have that information. It's how I present it. You know, you know, Sean, I've heard rumor about X or what you could expect might be this. Right. Right. So so it sounds like I can speculate. Right. I can I can pull threads from what I believe as opposed to here, Sean, let me now show you on my screen exactly, exactly. what it is. Right now you're like, well, that's or that's hard evidence and proof. Right. Or one way is called journalism and the other way is just data mining results. Mm hmm. And that's yeah. and that's it. Maybe these people think that they that they are by doing this. They are a journalist. They're not really understanding like what that difference is. Um, I'm fr- I'm failing to remember the person's name who was even before like when the NX was an NX, and she was talking about how um, it's launching with it with a Zelda or um oh she had the whole thing like laid out. We already knew it was a Zelda. Emily Anyways. Rogers. Emily Rogers. That's it. Yes. Thank you. So like, what's the difference between like an Emily Rogers and this? Like, I think it's the difference is clear. But if for the unenlightened then maybe they're just trying to do that and make an ongoing name. Because Emily Rogers, people had has become a bit of a source and people kind of look to her yeah. over the years. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what it comes down to. It's I want notoriety. I want the clicks. I want to build something here. But uh, the way you go about it has been completely mm-hmm. misguided. Yeah. The main yeah. difference is, do you have multiple conf- sources to confirm a story? Or are you just are you the source by data mining garbage out of something? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that that not the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Well, folks, hopefully you're able to avoid any spoilers of Pokemon Sword and Shield because it is just one week away um, from its official release. So if you could avoid those spoilers, absolutely try and do. And uh, of course, the game is available on your Nintendo Switch eShop right now for pre-order. Quickly around the horn, who is getting what cop? I have my non-data mind copy of Sword already (laughs) on my system. Excellent. So Jesse's a Sword guy. Tim, what are you getting? I have Shield on my Christmas list. Shield on your Christmas list, Marty? I have the dual pack of Sword Shield. Ooh, of course you do. Coming to the house. Uh, my son is Sword and I am Shield. Excellent. And Sean, if you were to pick one, what would you pick? Well, I, I, I forgot, actually. I have I have um, Shield pre-ordered from Walmart Canada, but my pre-orders <laughs> from them have been a little dicey, so I'm not even sure if it's going to work. Oh, no. <laughs> so if it comes that's in, I'll grab good. it, but who knows? There so I've know. got I've got shield because that's the blue one, right? Oh. God, I'm no, sorry. It's, it's the so one much. with the dog, the the shield dog. Yeah. Uh, here's a hint: yeah. this is not going to be a game that will sell. But isn't out. like isn't sword red and like right. isn't like nope. mostly, sword? No? Sword is sword is blue. Shield is red. Okay, then I have sword. I like blue. I, I okay. my favorite. Blue. <laughs> all right, all right. And for for sake for those of you that are shocked, I have it pre-ordered as well, and I have shield pre-ordered. Speaking of pre-orders and maybe some weird things that Nintendo's doing, just today they announced a new game called Stretcher, which is a weird-looking ambulance game, two-player co-op. Uh, now, currently, we've only got the trailer out of Japan, uh, and I you can it is available on Twitter as well right now, and on my Nintendo Life. Uh, check it out. Looks like almost like a Overwatch or sorry, Overwatch. Overcooked. That's not right. Overcooked uh, meets an ambulance repair <laughs> or an ambulance <laughs> medical worker. I need it's, it. It's it's out in Japan. Is it out in today. Japan? Oh, okay. That's, sorry. Because I, I, I started looking it up because you didn't have the title, and it's actually the stretchers. 
the stretch and of it's out in Japan with huge amounts of foreign language support, like Dutch, German, English. Um, so they, they the article says, you know, localization is pretty much a no brainer. Um, I didn't get to look at the trailer though, but the idea of having to cooperate with people to <laughs> with, with my kids to carry injured people to an ambulance just does not. You should see how they throw the people in the back of the ambulance when you watch the video. <laughs> they just kind of toss them off the stretcher into the back of the ambulance. <laughs> it is a bit crazy. We'll, we're going to post the video up on our uh, Facebook page if you haven't had a chance. But do take a watch. And again, I think much like what we saw for um, uh, brain training, I wouldn't be shocked if this hit, this hits our uh, North American eShop in a matter of weeks. Yeah. Um, and this could be... This, just, this, ladies and gentlemen, is the December anchor game that Nintendo has been waiting for. Yeah, <laughs> They're concerned that sales of Pokemon are going to be bad, so let's put out the stretcher. Completely unannounced IP. Have you got it on your Switch already, Jesse? I, I don't, but I checked the Japanese eShop. It's 2,000 yen, so it's about 18-ish bucks, so it'll probably be 20 bucks when it comes out here. That sounds about right, but it looks like a fun party game. But speaking of maybe saving your money, and maybe you can have a bit of a savings, we have got some announcements for Black Friday, of course, coming up here in the coming days. Uh, so maybe if you're looking to maybe buy some new content, uh, we'll make you aware of, of this. So uh, this is officially from Nintendo. We have a couple of uh, savings here. I think this is all from Target. Is this it is not? all from Target. Yeah, and I actually have one from Canada as well. You're welcome, No, this Sean. is this is... Actually, from Nintendo's this site. Is from Nintendo. So, okay. So, Nintendo is going to be offering a Nintendo Switch uh, bundle with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe for $299, Super Mario Odyssey for $39.99, wow. Super Mario Party $39.99, Breath of the Wild $39.99, Splatoon 2 $39.99, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze $39.99. Mario Tennis Aces, Kirby Star Allies, Octopath, and Wolfenstein, all $39.99. And a new set of uh, Joy-Cons, either the gray or red, uh, sorry, either the gray ones or the neon red or neon blue for $59.99. I think it's the red-blue pack. Yeah, and then the uh, Pokeball accessory that is for uh, Pokemon Let's Go is $19.99. That's a savings of $30 because that's usually $50. So some big savings there. Uh, I know that over in Canada, uh, they have some savings as well. And I'm going to pull that up really quickly. Hey, we while did get you're doing that, yeah. uh, let's do make mention here that this Switch uh, with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is the old SKU. Uh, mm-hmm. So these, these are bundles left over from holiday last year. It was literally uh, the same deal, wasn't it? It was like it's the same a, deal. I think Wario sixty four pulled up like thanks Nintendo. I think yeah. <laughs> it was the yeah. same. He pulled same up the, uh, price. the Target ad. That's what uh, I mean, yeah. And it was on the same, like the same way it was tilted, the mm-hmm. same fonts, everything. Yep. No white if it ain't broke. And and I did I did go through the entire Target ad because I wanted to see, and there are some fair deals uh, for games. I think this first party stuff is really good. There's also mm-hmm. some great deals on third party Switch games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, did notice that the Nintendo Switch Lite is included in the the Black Friday sale paper, but there is absolutely no deal on it. Mm-hmm. Which savings? Uh, that yeah. was not that was not going to happen. Not even yeah. a gift card to go with it. No. Nope. Really? no. Wow. Yeah. I also looked at the Target <laughs> ad, but more for my wife and I are both thinking of getting new TVs in mm. our, our respective offices. 
Nice. In Canada, respectively, we have a lot of the same deals. However, because our dollar is absolute garbage compared to the U.S., it's much more expensive. So the Nintendo Switch uh, bundle with Mario Kart 8 is $399. Mario Odyssey is $59.99. Uh, Breath of Wild is $59.99. And a new pair of Joy-Cons, $79.99. So if there's any lessons for you American friends, just come across the border. Your dollar is much better over here. So your discount makes it look like USD costs. Yeah, yeah, your <laughs> USD base costs. Yeah, we're awesome that way. Well, what we usually do is, uh, since I'm in Detroit, I can go over the border to Canada, and there's still a Toys R Us over there. For Christmas, sometimes we'll go over there and do some of the kids' Christmas shopping over there. Nice. So, or for the family, you know, nieces and nephews, the kids like to go do that with us. So, and um, But we actually on- saved some money there. Yeah, Tim, on behalf of all of Canada, thank you for spending your money and making our economy stronger. <laughs> mm-hmm. We appreciate it. Sometimes what I do is I, me... like, I get a cold. Like, I just try to lick everything, uh, get sick. Then I go to the doctor for free. Then I yeah. buy my Nintendo games. I feel a whole lot better. Exactly. Yeah, you're like, all the money I saved in medical care, I can spend on video games. I, I break my arm, you know, get my cast set up for free. X-rays, everything's free. And then I go buy my games because I yeah. can't work. I do want to throw this out here, and it's totally not Nintendo related, but I know some people may be interested in it because I've had multiple people talk to me about it in the last few days. Um, Walmart's deals on brand new phones on Black Friday are absolutely insane. Yeah. And if you were looking to do Christmas shopping and you were looking and a phone is on your list, then Walmart is the place you need to go for that as they offer gift cards usually in the amount of 250 to $350, $400 wow. uh, for getting your phone there. Mm-hmm. And those yeah, are gifts. And, and the thing is, is those, those gift cards are, let me hand you your phone and I will scan your gift card and hand it to you right now as well. It's not, it comes in the mail later. It, mm. we did this with my wife last year. She wanted the, the iPhone 10 R and uh, we got a $250 gift card that day. That's, that's awesome. crazy. And when you turn I, around, I mean, you turn around and use it on Christmas. Because, yeah. I mean, it, the thing is, is that we, the way we talked about it is like, well, we have to get you a new phone anyway. Mm-hmm. So why don't we do it at Walmart to get this, this deal? And uh, Sam's Club, which is their, you know, kind of big box wholesale place, is running a deal this week on iPhone 11 where you get a $400 gift card. Wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. It's that's nuts. good to know because my wife needs a new iPhone. So. That's cool. There you go. <laughs> nice Walmart's place it. to go, man. And um, you may you may not get the color you want, but hey, who cares, right? Right. It's yeah. A, it's yeah. Fun. Cool. A uh, couple other quick updates before we move on here, folks. Terry Bulgart uh, joined the official Smash roster earlier this week as uh, Sakurai sat down for forty five minutes and <laughs> uh, and talked to us about uh, about the game and about move sets, which is great. Uh, just as an update, no new fighter was announced, no real anything else special. Oh. But for 45 minutes and some me skins or me fighter skins, that's cool. See, I think I was mostly amused at the internet's reaction to uh, Mai's uh, intentional disclusion from the game. Correct. Which because... he did not even say. Did you know that? The whole line about good boys and girls. Yeah. He did not say that. It was added by translators as flavor text. Was it? <laughs> I didn't he said that. he all he said was because Smash is a game for kids of all ages mm-hmm. or, or a game, a game uh, is a game enjoyed by all ages, um, which it's funny to me 
that you say that about my and you have Bayonetta on the main roster. Yeah. You have no issues with Bayonetta who just saying. Yeah. So her clothes are made out of her hair. Yes. <laughs> that's 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 interesting, right? Right. Uh, I, I, I love this character though, by the way. Can we talk about that for a few minutes? Yeah, I got to so play so much I, fun to play. Yeah, I played him. Uh, if you can go over to our uh, YouTube channel, I, I did a live stream of it uh, a couple days ago or the day it was released. Um, I actually won a couple of matches online playing with him. So I felt pretty good about myself in life. Uh, I, this was, this was like, a lot of fun. The, the, like when he was announced, I was like, this sucks. This is yeah. terrible, awful choice. I'm like, I, I, like, I get it, but I don't get it. But then the just the playing as him turned my turned the tide for me. Yeah, uh, it was it was kind of the same way as Joker. I mean, mm-hmm. like it was so. And you know what I love about the, all every DLC character has introduced a new way to play Smash. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, Joker with the with the persona, you know, that would come yeah. out when he takes damage. Hero with the commands. Uh, down B banjo has the, the move that's limited, mm-hmm. you know, on the stage that rotates during it. And then now you've got Terry who is basically better Ryu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And has, has the series first double, double side B moves, mm-hmm. which, and super moves, which I thought yeah. was, that's genius. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just yeah. don't know how much people connect with Terry Bogard, though. Like, unless you're just like a real, like, student of '90s fighting games. Yeah, it was it was a bit of a deep cut, but I think that uh, I think that people seem very engaged with it, right? Like, um, and I think it shows that these these fighters they're willing to go kind of to any lengths and deep corners to find what what it's, they're interested in. And if you go back to his to Sakurai's earlier comment, Nintendo picked these five. Mm-hmm. So Terry Bogard was on their radar. Um, so my question is this, knowing that and seeing how deep a cut this is, we've talked about it before, but I think it changes things. Who is number five? Sean, what do you think? Who do you think is going to be the fifth fighter? Master Chief? No, I don't want Master Chief in that game. Uh, it's all. It all seems to be very Japanese-leaning, this group of fighters, doesn't it? So Minus sure. Banjo, yeah. Minus banjo for sure, um, but yeah, even starting with the with Joker and everything like that. So then, do they balance it out? Do they have something a little bit more more Western here? And and with this deep cut, you kind of go. I think every time we get a new character, we go. Um, the 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 well is deeper than we thought. I think because a lot of us come up with like the obvious ones, and then they come up with this, and it's like. So I think it's it, with most things with Nintendo, it's really hard. I think to predict. Um, but to be honest, I feel like I've got everybody I want in this. game. <laughs> In this yeah. game, they've come out and clarified that, like, stop asking for Goku. He's not in a video game. He's not going to be in the game kind of yeah. thing. So I think that would actually, like, go, I would love to see Goku in it, but um, that's not going to happen. So I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I also truly believe, and I think it's not it's not a shock here, we will see the fifth character announced at the Game Awards, right? That that completely makes yes. sense. No one's yes. going to be shocked by that one. I don't think mm-hmm. anywhere, anywhere else that they're going to announce that. Game Awards with a longer tail till release. Uh, well, yeah, they've only got, well, yeah, probably only two months. They said, the, they said February, right? February. Would be the last distribution. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to so, for Justin Moosin to be in the game. I'm hoping, <laughs> right? Fingers crossed mm-hmm. with his dad, da- with his down, uh, down rack smash. 
Mm-hmm. Like, down rack. Just throws the root. You know, right. The thing is, is that I'm kind of like what Sean said. Like, I've got a ton of people that in this game that I love. I don't play nearly as any of you know as as many characters as I should. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the thing is, is that all the characters that I want, I think, would just be fun. And I don't know that that translates over to, you know, a full fledged character. Like, like, are we still asking for Waluigi? Like, is that I a mean, thing? I want Waluigi, but like, I, I'm like at the level of asking for Waluigi or more that I want Steve from Minecraft mm-hmm. to be in in this. Like, I I'll think that Blades of Steel hockey player. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, with Banjo and Kazooie, we. Do we think that that's exhausted the Microsoft, or do they think of a chance for another Microsoft rep? Oh, I let's, think so. Let's throw that to the Microsoft man himself, joining us, Sean Capri from the Xbox say, Drive. Uh, right? I, I, I don't want it, honestly. Like, I know this is maybe a weird thing to say, but I... I don't know, man. I I like the banjo. I like that as the, like it's it's the Nintendo roots. But I don't think that they need to really go really out of their way to go. Hey, Xbox people, like check out over here. Like that's so. Yeah. It, it they don't need to do that. And I think they it's better for Nintendo to cater to their audience rather than maybe go out of the way to to please I, Xbox people. The 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 rumor that circulated after Banjo was that four was Terry Bogard and five was Ryu Hayabusa from Ninja Gaiden. But I just mm-hmm. don't see that. Like, I don't see that as a fit for Smash. Maybe Conquer. Like, as long as it comes from Rare, as long as, like, there's Nintendo Heritage, then sure. But Like, I get that there were three Ninja Gaiden games on the, the NES, but modern-day Ryu Hayabusa, like, that people know, where where is that guy's name been made? PlayStation track, and track track field. Field. Well, that's cloud, really. Yeah. Well, yeah, that is cloud. Yeah, I mean, you're right. But at but least there's the Japanese kind of heritage. I also there too. love. I saw this. I saw this meme, and it was like, um, it had Sakurai's face over two figures, and one of them was hunched over a plate, crying, and it had like two things on it, and it said, uh, "When you ask Square Enix to help with Smash," <laughs> and then like the next one was the same figure and the plate was overflowing and it was like when you ask SNK to help with smash. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think uh, really to your like question, Justin, Xbox, tracks. we talk about this on the Xbox drive a lot where um, Xbox doesn't have characters like Nintendo. Nobody has characters like Nintendo. Yeah. First of all, I think Sony comes certainly close, but when you really think of like the pantheon of franchises and properties, like Xbox doesn't even come close. Yeah. to that so the the well is actually very uh it's very dry already um mm-hmm. and people uh, that means that people automatically go to like master chief or marcus phoenix it's like that's not or forza horizon driver i'm not really yeah. sure um so there's not really a whole lot to really carry over unless you go to to the rare stable i'm, I'm still right. rooting for track and field guy y'all everybody or male we fit trainer um everybody knows I'm that it's going for... to be blinks the cat yeah blinks I... <laughs> Nice. That's It'll a deep cut. You know who I'm hoping That's for? That's a deep cut. No, the Yonoid guy. Yonoid. Check it out. It's going to be Nat. Uh, yeah. Tim, anyone, for, anyone from your stable? I'm still hoping for uh, Leon or, uh, mm, you know, Resident somebody Evil. from Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. So, That'd be cool. I just don't know with all the, the, the back and forth between Nintendo and Capcom to get anything. Sometimes it just seems like it's well, How tough. many Resident Evil games have they released this year? Like seven? 
<laughs> yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. There's a little smoke there. I mean, right? Right. I mean, like they got all those almost games. all these game almost all these characters have had some game of some form show up on Switch. I mean, I know Joker's coming. Bando is heritage character, legacy character, but come on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nice. Well, folks, hopefully we're going to find out more, and of course, at the Game Awards. And if you're enjoying playing as Terry Bogart, let us know as well. A couple of other quick news items I want to talk about. Um, and then I got to throw a little bit of a question topic to Sean to talk about is talk about Nintendo and Microsoft. Uh, a couple of quick things. Uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, a free update, and Wave 3, the paid DLC, is available as of this Thursday, November 7th. So make sure you check that out. There is a free update, which is updates you to version 1.0.3. And then Wave 3, of course, being available for those of you that have bought that as well. Wave 1 and 2 are already out with Wave 4 coming in April 2020. Uh, a couple other things to make sure that you are aware of as well. Uh, today, Friday, uh, Maximus Cup. I think this is like the seventh ninth or eighth. Maximus, ninth. ninth. Thank you, Maximus Cup. So that if you're playing Tetris 99, you can get a Pokemon Sword and Shield um, skin. So that is available. I don't know about you guys, but every time these skins are in, like I instantly go and start playing it. And that uh, that starts actually today at 11 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's Pacific in- Standard Time. <laughs> Not quite yet there, Sean. I'm streaming um, this. It's in 15 minutes. It's part of Extra 15 Life. 15 minutes. There you go. Sean's jumping. Get, I'm getting we'll my, see about I'm that. Getting my, there you my go. skin. Um, the Super Smash Brothers. Uh, oh, wait. Ultimate Pacific Time. That's America. A, that, it's, a, it's an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, an hour and 15 for you, buddy. It's Pacific Time. Pacific. I don't know how time zones work. I know. Talk time about this. <laughs> I know. It means nothing to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate North American Online opens uh, is now open through registration through to November 9th as well. Uh, folks, those are our, kind of our quick headlines. I want to throw this over to Sean for a bit of a conversation. Obviously, Sean joins us from a couple of podcasts, uh, Xbox Drive being one of them. Uh, and of course, If We Ran Nintendo, which is a blatant rip, off, a rip, rip off of episode 11 of the Nintendo Dads, but whatever. <laughs> Let them do what they want to. Our lawyers are still in conversation, but we may not be able to actually uh, uh, have that come through. Uh, but Sean, I do want to talk to you a little bit about what we've seen from Microsoft in the last little bit, right? Obviously, we're giving a bit of uh, you know ribbing and then throwing some barbs at Microsoft to you, but Microsoft and Nintendo's relationship has become more, more over the last several, several months, mm-hmm. and that relationship continues to grow. Um, what do you think? Like, how do you feel about this? Do you feel like it's a good thing? Do you think we're going to see more of it? Do you think they're done and dusted? Like, what are you, what are you hoping for? Well, I, I think it's gotten quite cozy, and I love it just as a, as a gamer who plays on everything, pr- primarily um, Nintendo and Xbox, you know, Sony, whatever. Uh, I have it. But I think it's actually a bit of a survival tactic for Xbox in this gen to just try and latch on to something that seems to be working. And I think that they had a few products that sell to Nintendo fans, and it seems to have worked. But I honestly don't know that I expect a whole lot more of it. Um in the next generation from a first party launching kind of like day and date on, on a switch. I think Xbox realizes where exclusives mattered, where they can be a little bit more flexible with them. Things like Ori in the blind forest, I think is a tremendous example. And cuphead are really good examples of games that honestly probably sell better on, on Nintendo for whatever reason, the audience there is more connected with those types of games than the giant, like triple a things like halo and gears of war that are on Xbox. So I'm not, I'm not anticipating those big franchises coming over to switch anytime. Um, and then as a Nintendo fan who appreciates a lot of the stuff that Xbox does, 
I love that the relationship is there because I want I want Nintendo to figure out online faster, probably more than anybody, or maybe along with you guys as well. And I want my friends list to be meaningful. I want to be able to access this this content from anywhere. And all of these, and even um, a Game Pass as a service. If Nintendo can start to adopt some of these things, then they've got all my money. That's the weird part for Xbox that they almost need to be careful about, is that it's special to Xbox. And if they hand over too much to Nintendo, then people go, okay, well, great. We'll take your great services. Those are what we want. But we want to play Nintendo games. Right. We want to play all the Mario, all the Zelda, all these things day and date. And we want we don't want to pay full price and never have them discounted. Mm-hmm. So if, if too much of it carries over into Nintendo land, I actually think it's a bit dangerous for Xbox because it's such we don't talk about killer apps on Xbox anymore. We talk about Game Pass. Mm-hmm. So if if you're giving away things that are um not necessarily like they're not even it's not even really um proprietary. Anybody mm-hmm. can do this. Anybody can launch a service like this. Um per- particularly because the games you are downloading, you don't even like PlayStation they had they thought they had the leg up with uh, PlayStation Now where you're streaming directly to your to your console. That I think is uh, proprietary. We're seeing that with xCloud and Google Stadia. But to give people access digitally to a library of games to download to their thing, like Nintendo could launch that today. And they, in, in many ways, they do. So, hey, Sean, think- sorry to interrupt. I wanted to ask you a question on based what you're saying there. But what if they do something like they do with PC, where they limit those games, where it's a game pass for PC, only certain things get played on the PC as opposed to what can be played on the console. So what if they do a game pass that's on other consoles like Nintendo's that you get limited to certain games that are on, you know, the game pass for Nintendo Switch versus game pass for Xbox's new machine? I mean, that's that's the other thing that we've seen Xbox do is is expand into the PC world that I don't know Nintendo needs to really do that or if it even makes sense um even even xbox i think struggled for that um to to make a case for why they would why they would want to do that i think it has turned out i think it would be even more of a struggle um because there is no connective tissue i think as justin would say between nintendo and pc at all but there certainly is connective tissue between xbox and pc just because of windows and microsoft and everything so i'm not sure that i would really see that um, but I, I, what I do want to see as the relationship kind of continues on between Xbox and Nintendo is, is those more like the secondary, those second party titles like Cuphead and like and Ori, they're more kind of like the indie style games. For those to land on on Switches rather than just be confined to an Xbox, you don't need a big beefy Xbox for those titles. Um, but they should come first, but they should also find an audience who will play them with Nintendo. And that's probably the best part is now they are being played. That's maybe that's an on-ramp that I like to talk about uh, for people to come from Nintendo over to Xbox. That really has to be the strategy if you're Xbox is trying to get people to come over and say, there's more than I thought here. I thought you were only about Forza, Halo and Gears, but it turns out these other games that I've now played on my Switch, there's more like that over on, on Xbox, like Xbox and you can play them on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's great. What do you guys not think? Not that I thought about it before. No, not that you probably spent many a time jotting down <laughs> ideas, right? Like feels like it was very structured. Yeah, uh, if you were an Xbox dad, this is my next podcast. Right, excellent, Drive. awesome. 
what should we be looking forward to if we are, if, you know, and I do think that, you know, obviously there's a couple of us here who are just exclusive um, Nintendo fans. That's the only console that we have. Uh, but what should Xbox fans be looking forward to in the next coming months or in the next year? And obviously we, you know, there are some other, um, I guess, projects in the pipeline, but what are you, what are you hyped about and what should fans be hyped about? My number one and everybody should be hyped about this is not getting nearly enough uh, chatter is the next Ori game. Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Ori and the Blind Forest is one of the best games of the generation, and I'm so glad Nintendo fans get to play it because I think they have found an appreciation for it, although maybe a little bit buried this this fall. I don't know that I really do, anybody really talked about it. I do. I do actually agree with you. I think the challenge with that, and and I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna raise my hand as one of the guilty people. I was preaching. I was like Ori, Ori, Ori. Yeah, I want it, and it came out. and I was like, yeah, and then yeah. I got drowned in games that were in beginning of September and mid-September. And mm-hmm. then I had stuff coming up from early October that it squeezed out Ori. Yeah, like I, I, really I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie to you. I have it downloaded. Like I had pre-purchased it, pre-installed it. It is on my switch. I have not yet had an opportunity to play it. Um, yeah. But I'm, but it's one of those games that I'm very, I'm so excited to play, but just to your point, this last two months or three months of Nintendo's catalog like they have jammed everything in their dog into that space, and I think that may have <laughs> poor yeah. dog, right? And it's well, not even it Nintendo. That it's very unfortunate September yeah. release. Yeah, we joked window. how with we joked how busy September was. October was not quite as busy, but definitely up there. And yeah, Ori came out a week after Zelda, and that's like that's not a good spot. That was release. it. You're right. Yeah. It, it would have been a perfect December game, honestly. There's a lot There's a lot to be had in December. And um, yeah, so what am I looking forward to, Ori, is I think in February. Um, and then just a year of speculation and a lot of <laughs> console, hopefully console, um, playful console uh, fanboy wars of PS5 versus Scarlet. It's going to be a really interesting year. E3 is going to be back in a big, bad way. I think we've been questioning um, what are what is E3 for? And there's been a lot of, I think, bad press. When new consoles come out, that's what it's for. So we're and a lot two of big sets news. of cons- console ro- wars next year. I mean, I yeah. joke about the wars. I really hope it's not well, a console well, we have, war. We have, but yeah, we have that, and of- we also have v- uh, VCS versus Zymaco coming out next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, but honestly, like it's 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 been a dry um, uh, entire the generation has been pretty bare bones. Like it's it's almost it kind of feels like the Wii U era. I know. Where I was going like, to say this is what the Wii U felt like for us. It, like let's talk about paper paper color Mario Splash for three months. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> sweet. And then that's Man. the game I don't play right away. And the one three months later, I finally play it and I rag on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, like so what are we, Xbox fans are talking about Gears of War or Gears Five and a two hundred fifty dollar controller. Yeah. Okay. Let's pause right there. What the <laughs> heck? What the heck? Does this thing make a coffee for you? It's really nice, Justin. <laughs> It's it's really. Do you nice. have it with you? No, I've got the I've got the original Elite. I because okay, you keep looking over there as if it's. Over I was going to grab. I was going to grab the original it's, one. It's over there enshrined behind yeah, the glass you, case. Glass you're not allowed to touch it. It's not. You're not allowed Laser to play beams. games with it. Yeah. Yeah, it heats the house. Actually, we get to save on uh, on heating. It, we, we also install it in the car. It runs the car. It's like a battery. It's like a Tesla battery. Yeah. Um, uh, also you know, plays Xbox I've games. I've seen something about it on on Twitter. Like, who in the crap can do something like that? Or why why would you spend that much on a controller? And John Wall from Mega Dads, he was like, "Well, I don't know, but uh, you know, some people, I don't know why they would buy two switches." And I was like, "Good point." <laughs> and that's the thing is, uh, if any, if Nint- especially Thanks. Nintendo fans would understand this, if Nintendo had a two hundred fifty dollars controller, you guys would all buy it, and you know it. 
You're like, yeah. yeah we already kinda. pay hundred bucks for a set of Joy-Cons in Canada. Exactly. We yeah, pay well, how much for a Pro Controller? Doesn't have a head a headphone jack in it. For God's sakes, this thing can walk your dog, make your coffee. Yeah, it has I a forty-hour battery life on it. I did go almost three years with one set of Joy-Con before finally breaking down and buying a second set. Yeah, my, <laughs> minor minor drifting now. I, I think it was once they heard about Joy-Con drift, Joy-Con <laughs> drift, then it like it was contagious. Like, oh crap! It's kind of like cool, when you hear somebody's the, got a cold, then you're feeling yeah, sick. All the cool other Joy Cons are doing it. I don't care. They shouldn't either. And all of a sudden, you're into drifting. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and, and obviously people are like, why are we talking about Xbox as much? But of course, if you have an expert like Sean Capri here, you have to lean into this some more. But Sean, talk to me a little bit about obviously Google Stadia is coming up very soon, right? This month, Xbox has their own their own counter to this, right? Yep. Why should people be excited about uh, Project X Cloud? And are you or are you apprehensive? How do you land on this? No, I'm very excited about it. I was actually excited for Google Stadia. I was really trying to just not be super negative about it right at the start because I think there's a lot of um, fanboyism that happens when a new player comes to the table. And as an Xbox fan, I remember from day one uh, when Xbox came in and they said, we're going to make a console. And everybody's like, you're not allowed to make a console. You're not Nintendo or PlayStation. And a lot of people remember back when Sony came out with their system and like, you're not allowed to make a a system. You're not Nintendo or Sega. So Mm. like, I don't think that precludes, especially a giant like Google to come out and, and give it a shot and see where they can take us with it. The problem is they don't really have any, any games. And I don't think really anybody believes in the tech. So those are kind of the those are two kind of big checkboxes that they've mm-hmm. they failed to check off for for people with Xbox. Your games carry over, and I think that's the biggest thing is that you play the games that you've uh, you've had on your system. Now you're talking about Game Pass, like they've just been leading up to this. It's probably one of the best and well thought out, best coordinated launches in my opinion and now um the access that people have to it is through beta just in the states and a couple of local i think in the uk the us and one other market Um, so people are able to try it in a very safe costless way and it's been pretty good um so far google stadia is launching at full price as like a founder's pack you have to pay almost like a premium to get in at a what is essentially a beta stage with um, questionable games or questionable access with unclear subscriptions and things like that. So I've, my hype for Stadia has really come down because like, they're just not doing themselves any favors. And I wanted to, I like, I was their person sell it to me. I've even talked to uh, my wife about like, we need a new Chromecast anyways, we might as well order this thing. And we, I've talked myself out of it, which mm-hmm. is really unfortunate. But with xCloud, I, I see where Xbox has gone in the last couple of years. They've really, this is the Wii U generation in a lot of different ways. And I expect xCloud and and Scarlet to be um, hopefully a lot of a rebound that the Switch was for Nintendo. Um, So I just, I'm really looking forward to accessing new types of games on my phone, on the go, but also that I don't have to give it up completely. um, Whereas Stadia, you're starting from scratch, I think. Right. Sean, as somebody who maybe is not like us, who ha- doesn't have the Nintendo blinders on, uh, <laughs> right? And and you, I mean, I I see the stuff you post and and follow along you, with you on Twitter there, and you're more of a you, you spread your love around a few systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you do you feel like Stadia is going to do well? Do you feel like that it's uh, are we ready for that or like because I'm I have pretty strong opinions about stadia um Mm -hmm. and google in the gaming space in general uh but i I, like what do you think do you you know i know that we're not stadia dads but you know we'll we'll bring back to nintendo this switch is 
such it's still it, it actually compared to stadia i think it's even more of a marvel than we think of it right now because i can play this on the plane and i can't mm-hmm. play stadia on the plane i can't play it on the train i can't i wish i had more rhymes because i was gonna be a great dr seuss run um, i was like bus and a, and spain, a, come on and i can't play it in spain because i don't have <laughs> data access i think um the the console market and 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 nintendo is so forward thinking that they've actually cornered off they've they've um, partitioned off the this cloud access stuff because this is a console that you can play everywhere and that's what Stadia is trying to be but it's not that and it can never be that because you'll always have to be you'll always be tethered to the internet and you if you can't have that access then it's not really as free flowing and free accessible as as they want to make it sound yeah like would you would you be able to play Stadia uh, in your hotel room where you are right now. Do you yeah, think? I think I think it's questionable. I think the, the Skype calls hanging by a thread on this hotel. So yeah, so, I well, mean, that's what I'm saying is like to me, it it seems like a very um, exclusive market. I agree. Does that make sense? It, it seems, seems it's supposed to be inclusive, but it is very like you have to have these set of technical yeah. specs to yeah, because like into where this. I live, where I live, I will never be able to play Google Stadia. Mm-hmm. Never. They're like, telling you you can I, though. Does, They're saying know, that the specs are low, but I think we, that's the, that's the problem. Have, we don't nobody have believes broadband internet on my road. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying is like until that even happens, like I wouldn't even know. And then I have to jump in and I have to make the purchase to see if it works. Yeah, uh, uh, like I, call me crazy, but I just think I would rather you know like download the full copy of the game on the system I already have, or I'd rather just buy the disc. Big time. Uh, like, I don't, I just don't, I really, like, I, I feel like it's going to be one of those things that's going to come out and it's going to, like, take off because people are, like, in love with the idea of it. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to, like, shoot up and then it's going to fizzle out. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have a bunch of people who are left holding these Stadia controllers and everything and there's no support. Yeah, for- it is. It was interesting because I'll actually lean into a little bit of that as well because I was interested. I think uh, Sean, like you, I think you and I actually had some back and forth when I was over in Ireland about about Stadia as well. Um, and I had thought about it, and there was something in like the back of my head. I just, and again, if you're buying a Stadia, great, awesome. I'm just telling you how I'm feeling about it, so I'm not trying to judge anyone, right? But like, there was something to me where I was like, okay, so I just I just download the games. That's it. Like, I don't I don't have a physical copy of it, and I was like, I don't I don't I don't know if I feel okay with that. Right. Mm-hmm. But then, the, but then my psyche was like, Justin, 90% of your games are downloaded, but right. they're accessible on my switch. Like I have it in my hand. I know that I don't need to be internet connected to them. They're, they're there. It's on a memory card. I always have them. Yeah. And I trust Nintendo, right? I have a generational trust with the organization and the company that I understand what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Whereas with something like Google, where we've seen their support of other things in the future, man, oh yeah, I bought Division, blah blah blah, and all of a sudden, nine months from now, I can't play it because you pulled up, pulled support of it, or you pulled Seriously. a data center, and I'm well, like, I mean, well, we're all supposed to be wearing Google Glass by now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I mean that's I hate to say it because well, they just canceled like, just, Daydream, the VR thing headset that they had. They mm-hmm. just they just got yeah. rid of that as well. well so there's just, a history uh, here. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to be like, like if, if, you, if you're in and you're like, I'm totally on board with this and you want to spend your money on that, then great. But 
Like, I just don't, I don't see it having the broad appeal of even, I'm not, like, take the switch out of the equation as far as portability and everything else, right? Uh, I don't just don't see it having the broad appeal of, of Scarlet or... Yeah. It should be good. They should be going after the PC market, to be honest with you. I think talking about the portability, to your point, they'll never win against um, Switch uh, because yeah. the games aren't there for sure. And then the accessibility, again, if I'm in a plane and can't play it. But for PC players who have been dumping literally thousands of dollars into their system, if they can just, if Google can say to them, you don't have to do that anymore, stop upgrading your system because we got the hardware, you just play the games, that's the selling point because that mm-hmm. PC is going to be set up and, and connected to the internet the, the whole the time. The funny part about that, and just a little divergence to the side here, is I read this week about Red Dead Redemption 2, about how there is no PC that exists in the world today that can play it at its highest standards. Good God. There, that 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 cannot that technology threshold cannot be achieved. Yeah, it's crazy. And that so, wow. but the, and so the thing is, is like, how do we see Stadia fitting into that, right? Um, now, but again, we I just, see I just, like, like, I we're talking about a lot of like the frustrations, anticipating yeah, sure, a lot of the frustrations. Sure. But again, like the you don't have to upgrade your 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 hardware. You don't have to upgrade the game itself. Like you get a game. I don't think that this is necessarily a Nintendo thing because generally you can put in a game, you can play it. But for every other system out there, we put in a game and we're waiting half an hour to download an eighty gigabyte patch for right. Call of Duty. Like those are things that just right. completely go away. So unless it's and the I first think those, day, those are that take five hours fun. because. Five million people are doing the same thing. Sure. Exactly. So there's a lot of, I, I think when we talk about Stadia, the conversation definitely has soured a lot. But, you know, I think like Justin, like I, w- I am sold on the vision. I want that to be a thing because I think there's a lot of positives to it. And when mm-hmm. I do think about where we've gotten in gaming, um, a lot of the frustrations that we've just, we go, well, that's just gaming now. <laughs> I guess that kind of sucks. Like this kind of gets rid of all, a lot of that. And if um, Google can pave the way for Nintendo and Xbox to adopt some of those practices um, in a way that makes those lives better, then I'm all for it, man. I, I don't want to poo-poo on this completely because there's certainly positives. There's a reason for it to exist. And it's not mm-hmm. completely useless. So I'm still on that fence on, hey, on uh, state. Ebusel in the chat on Twitch says, I have a Zoom to sell you. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I already uh, have yeah, and I, I want to say the follow, following folks as well. If you are a person who is getting Google Stadia and yours comes in the coming weeks, we would love to hear your experiences. Yeah. We'd love for you to send us in a video, an audio clip, whatever, a written response. We just love to understand what that's like for you. And we're not, you know, we don't, we're not poking fun or picking fun at you. Just we're not, none of us are picking it up, but we'd love to. And, and my hope for you, my hope is that it's an awesome experience and it's exactly yeah, what you want it to be. And then it works perfectly and it's a banger. And then we have another contender in the ring because despite my commentary, despite my statement, I truly believe that anywhere where we have more competition, whether it's Microsoft, whether it's Sony, whether it's Nintendo, whether it's Google, only sharpens the stru- sharpens the sword for us as consumers, right? We get the opportunity to have uh, games. We get the opportunity for developers to try different things, and I think those are good places for us to be. Jesse, what'd you have there, buddy? So I was thinking, you know, if if the hardware itself ends up flopping, but the service ends up being strong, they I I could see them pulling what XCloud has been talking about and letting you play. Download a Stadia app on your PC. Let you download a Stadia app to your Xbox or your Switch and mm-hmm. buying a subscription through them and then playing the games that way. Yeah. Again, yeah, it, maybe. Does, it doesn't solve the portability problem playing on the train on, with your Switch, but at least it gives people 
you don't have to buy hardware. You've already got the hardware. All you yeah. need is the infrastructure and and the money to do it. Like in that scenario, could Google Stadia be the Trojan horse of essentially uh, a Game Pass, right? Basically, but yeah. it's but it's but it's holding through Nintendo's infrastructure. Well, and you have to remember too the the barriers that it's trying to bulldoze over, which is if you're streaming the game and somebody likes what they see, they can just go, "I want to play that as well," and jump alongside you. They can jump into the game with you if they want. They can pick up right. They can take your save file. Like there's a lot of things that kind of like really future, really visionary type of thinking that that is available. Of course, the tech has to work to Marty's points. Like those are all very valid points. But I I I feel. Um, that I would be remiss if I didn't at least balance out the conversation that there's a lot of positives to it. Um, no, that, and that, and you're right. That all sounds amazing, right? Like yeah, it's, if stuff it works. That, it's next level stuff that we wish that we could have. I mean, it, it kind of reminds me though of, uh, you remember the first time they showed off the Wii U right. and they showed zombie U and mm-hmm. it was, how do I beat this boss? Oh, let me call my friend. Oh, you got to do this, this, this. And the code is blah, blah, blah. You got to do this and then punch it in. Did that ever really work? That's a really good point. No, it never really worked. <laughs> I, I think I made one video call just for the sake of saying I made a video call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, again, it sounds great on paper, and it sounds great when a dude on stage is saying it, and everybody out in the crowd's going, ooh, yeah, oh, yeah. But am I really – like, if all of us had a stadia, and you were on playing Doom Eternal, and I'm like, oh, man, I don't have Doom Eternal. I want to jump on with Sean and play – is it really going to be as flawless as they say it is, or is it going to be tied up in a bunch of red tape? And, and that's it. It has to be flawless. It's like touch controls on your phone, then it's not. And it like it works, but to me, it's just not good enough, and I don't even touch it. It's not that I use it half the time because it works half the time. I use it 0% of the time because it works half the time. Right. Yeah. But how many times, you're that, to that point, how many times we all go, I want to play Smash, but only half of us have Smash. Or whatever yeah. it is. Like, there's always that game that not everybody right. has. And no, if we were, if, if it puts that's everybody on the same playing field, that'd be amazing. Although, I guess you still have to buy it. I, I don't know, man. See, it's, there's too many. There's, I need to experience it. It's very it. nebulous. Mm-hmm. And they, they still haven't, they still haven't, uh, on, on a lot of things, they still haven't landed the plane and made definitive statements. And that's where mm-hmm. I kind of go, eh, I, I don't know. Do you want anything yeah. like it on Switch? Like, to kind of flip it around? I, like, to, to be honest with you, like in my view of that is like I really would love XCloud to come to to Switch yeah. or Game Pass or whatever. Um, I'm fine with that. But again, I don't want it to be that I have to stream that. Like I guess, and that's what Game Game Pass isn't really that though. You download the games, right? Download them. Yeah, that's right. it's. And it's so that's if, that's, if they merge the next like, cloud. XCloud is the streaming. So if they merge the XCloud right. and the Game Pass for Switch, then you could play Alan Wake on your Switch or whatever other game out there that normally sure. wouldn't be available any other way. Because mm-hmm. right. they sure as hell aren't going to make a Switch build of that game. Yeah. No, I like I could see that doing much better than than and, and I, I'm with you. I don't know who it was, either you or Justin, that said Stadia as service. Or Jesse, even you know, yeah. down the road, Stadia service. Like I can kind of see them going that way after this flops. Not that I, again, not that I think it's just going to bomb right out of the gate. Yeah, just like Ouya flopped, but we still got enough good things out of it that some of the games that were Ouya exclusive are now on the Switch too. Yay, Terrafall. Yeah, yeah, Terrafall so good, right? Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Tim, any final thoughts before we segue off? Wow. <laughs> uh. Just the model that Stadia has, their subscription model, was what 
I was confused with at first when they first announced it. I thought it was a subscription model to where you paid a certain amount per month and then got to play those games that you got to pick from from the list, kind of like your Game Pass type thing. But no, you don't. You still got to buy the games, too, along with paying for the service to use that back end that they have. Yeah. So when I found out about that, that was another turn yeah. uh, thing that turned me off. The free service versus their paid service just means you get can get more resolution, more frames per second. Yeah. Right. Which is I like the idea of the XCloud combination with the Game Pass, which is why I got the Game Pass for the PC, the Ultimate Game Pass, actually, because I wanted to play with that, along with PlayStation's PS Now, because I want to see these things. I want to see what's good for me and my family mm-hmm. um, for that combination of, of because we've always been a two-console family where mm-hmm. I it's usually just Sony and Nintendo uh, for here, but... As I mentioned to you before, Sean, Sam has been keeps asking for Christmas for that Xbox. So may end boy. up getting one. <laughs> so. That's my boy. That's that's great, man. <laughs> and, and so, I mean, that's, but yeah, that, so that's those things that, that I get worried about. Yeah. And that's the thing like with Xbox. And I think that I, I've, I've looked at it as well. Of Like if I'm going to invest that money and you know decide to spend the 150 Canadian bucks, whatever it is, why would I just not just go for an Xbox? Right, just go for an Xbox, throw it down on a Game Pass, because that interests me. I think Game Pass, I think that's revolutionary. I think that's a smart business decision. I would love to yep. see what is what is a aka Nintendo Game Pass look like. Do you know what I mean? Like like on their own console, I think that would be amazing. And if I was to pull the trigger on an Xbox, that's how I would do it. To just get the Xbox, just get Game Pass. And just, you know, you're off the races. So well, that's why I got the that... PC version, too, because a lot of mm-hmm. those games I can still play on my PC through, with the Ultimate Game Pass. So yeah. I didn't have to go buy an Xbox just to play some of those games. And a lot yeah. of the games are sort of the smaller games, sort of the indie games on PC, which you could get on. a You could play on a laptop that isn't this beefy gaming PC as well. And to bring it back to Nintendo, um, I think Nintendo has to. Switch is doing really well right now. It's doing gangbusters right now, and they're lucky for that. I would say they're, I would say they're fortunate for that. But if they if they slip at all, they're going to have to have an answer for this. I think because I don't buy a lot of indie games on my Switch anymore because most of them go to Game Pass, and if they don't right away, I can anticipate that they will. Games like Bad North is a game and that launched also on Switch. Apple Arcade, which is. And- Big time. Yeah, they mind share so the, the quality of the Switch is really kind of like standing up for them right now. But if, if that ever slips, if people kind of like walk away from the Switch for any reason, or maybe they already are and just small, small numbers. But this is a situation that's very real for me as, as a person who plays both. I'm not, we were talking about, you guys were running through before the show of games that I should be playing on the, on the plane. I'm like, I hum and haw about like a game like Moonlighter. It's $12, but I'm like, I have it on my Xbox. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's with Game Pass. So like, am I double dipping per se? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I might on this one, but generally speaking, I don't buy my indie games that really like, that's my, I like my Nindies. I look forward to the Nindy directs and like, those are perfect for switch. Like it's almost trademark. That's almost like a tagline. Mm-hmm. Perfect for switch, but I'm yeah. going to be like, I have them on another system and I feel weird as a, as I try to be a fiscally responsible human being to pay money for it on one system when I definitely can play it on a different one with game yeah. pass. Yeah. That's probably a scenario that that uh, where people who travel more would probably prefer having it on the Switch, even if they did have an Xbox. Yeah, and that's why Stadia won't can't yeah. compete. And and for me, as someone who travels a lot for my job, I love the Switch. Exactly, you know what I, mean? I absolutely adore that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think we are going back a little bit to your conversation earlier with like, if I had a stadia, the hotels I go to and Sean, your experiences right now, sometimes that Wi-Fi is just barely by a thread. Like you're, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to just make like a FaceTime call to see, talk to my kids and it's, it's bad. It's like, you know, so, so they, there ain't no way we're supporting an online video game. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Where as opposed to like, Hey, cool. I've got my entire switch library. What, what of the 125 games I have do I want to <laughs> play right now that I don't need an internet connection to? Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I think Jesse, you're calling us something in the in the chat. Yeah, Mecha Dragon says uh, there is a Nintendo Game Pass, guys. It's called Nintendo Switch Online, but the difference is that's only with the NES and SNES games. You know, you're not going to be able to play your Cat Quest with that. But uh, but fair can on Apple Arcade. Yeah, and do you have fair. to be connected to the internet for that? I've always been connected, but I've never tried Apple Nintendo Switch Online. You have a seven day handoff, a seven day handshake. For any, you talk about NES and S- Super yeah, like and I just you, yeah, you like, have to be online just, once, but once you in, once you are, then you you can play offline for a week. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Marty, you experienced that when you went to Mexico. I did, and I was able to connect to the internet long enough to maybe that's what I'll play on the plane on the way home. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Play some of that. Hmm. Um, just, all right, just folks. from your hotel first. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. All right, folks. So I, I we're getting cautious of almost being a two hour podcast here, so we're gonna quickly. Uh, quickly move on to what we've been playing we're only going to play you're only going to we're each going to have one minute to talk about a game we've been playing that's it pick one uh and then we're going to move on so uh who wants to go first i will marty been playing got? luigi's mansion 3 it's phenomenal if you have a switch and you didn't buy luigi's mansion 3 why oh my gosh go buy it and yes you can pet the dog <laughs> it's fantastic I, like, I, uh, I, I played through a level of it earlier tonight on stream because uh, Mario Maker 2 was what I was playing for the first two hours and they shut the servers down mm-hmm. and I didn't even know that that was going to happen so nice. uh, I had to swap over to something so I swapped over to Luigi's Mansion it's just it's such a gem all three of those games are are just fantastic highly yeah. recommended it's, Luigi's animation and it's just so uh, just so awesome. It's so good. Yeah. I, it's, I, love, uh, I love the introduction if, if, of Gooigi also. Gooigi's. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not sold on it, uh, just by hearing what we say about it, go watch Justin's review of it on YouTube. He did a fantastic job uh, of highlighting it without spoiling anything or giving too much away. Uh, it's, it is a game that needs to be in every switch owner's library. That's awesome. Definitely. Thank you, Marty. Uh, Timothy. Uh also been playing Luigi's Mansion 3. Uh so enough says enough's been said about that. Go watch Justin's review of that. Uh, and then uh I also got the Luigi's Mansion 3 uh theme for Tetris 99. That's actually my first theme that I got. So nice. that was fun. Uh but the game I've been oh and one other game I wanted to mention that Marty actually reviewed back in March of 2018 is Membrane. I actually, someone mentioned it. I don't remember who in Discord, but someone mentioned it there, um, or maybe it was on Twitter that they were playing it, and I and it was on sale for like eighty nine cents or something crazy like that. So I went and picked it up, and that game is actually pretty good. It's actually interesting and kind of funny. But I, I'm I'm gonna have to play that some more, and I, maybe I'll do a review of that one too. But the game I've really been diving in the most is Asphalt Nine. Mm. it's the car racing game that's free to play to start or free to start. Uh, and yes, you can sink some money into it kind of like your Fortnite, you know, where you can buy some cars or, mm-hmm. and cards 
to uh, soup up your uh, well, their blueprints. So you can buy blueprints for the cars, and and the more blueprints you get, once you've collected the required amount, then you get that car, and then you can buy upgrades for your car. So, but I've been having a lot of fun with that, and actually joined um, the Switch Island Cruise uh, <laughs> club that they had over there. Nice uh, in that game, and uh, yep. There you go, Sean. It's. Um, I love race car games and especially arcadey ones. And this one, I like the phone version and I had to get this one um, and tried it out. And yeah, I sunk some money into it because I wanted to throw some money at the devs because I absolutely think this is the best racing game on the Switch right now. Nice. Awesome. So it's Asphalt 9, right? Correct. Awesome. The other one you mentioned was Membrane? Membrane, yes. Membrane. Okay, and, uh, okay cool. Just want to make sure if anyone's, if anyone's paying attention or wanted to check it out for themselves uh mm-hmm. jesse let's head over to you okay, what uh, do you got for us last week i mentioned i was i started playing cat quest 2 and mentioned i you know i didn't remember much of the first one but i thought it was just mm-hmm. seemed to be more of the same i ended mm-hmm. up finishing the game i really enjoyed it uh and the the, st- the way the story wrapped up you know hints that you know basically says cat quest 3 is coming nice. and and so Something that they said at the end made me want to replay through the first game just so I could remember what was going on. Because this definitely is a sequel. It, but uh, the story is continuing through different groups at a time. So I re- I loaded up my old Cat Quest uh, save and did a new game plus. And so I pretty much played through the whole game in like three or four hours since I was already beefed up. And so now I'm caught up and ready for the third game. Who knows when that'll be? 2021. Nice. There you go. <laughs> awesome. And so that's Cat Quest 2 that you've been playing. And yeah, you'd I recommend th- it? And you'd recommend it, Jesse? Yeah. I'd say, you know, f- both games have similar gameplay. Find the one that's cheapest for first. And if you like it, then play both. Because it's, again, more of the same, no matter which way you go. And, mm-hmm. uh, it is building a story. That's awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Sean, what about you? Um, I think Tetris 99 is one of the best games to be released this year. Um, I am the Maximus cups are absolutely perfect. I also got the Luigi, Luigi's mansion theme, and I'm going to be playing in what's the, how's the time zone work in the, maybe an hour Uh, or so here. 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Definitely. Holy crap, man. I, I, with extra life last weekend, I jumped into a whole bunch of games, but, um, hanging out with Bobby, the Nintendo guru at his house, he let me into his house this week. Um, we played Marvel's ultimate Alliance three, which I hadn't played since my time at E3. Thanks to you, Mr. Masson. Mm -hmm. Um, and honestly that time, uh, when I played it, not a good build. I think a lot of people were talking about at the time, like very choppy, very grainy. Um, they they polished the crap out of that game because I played the first couple hours of it with with Bobby this week, and I want this game. This nice. game, it was so much fun. I was I was fun. having an absolute blast with it, and it reminded me of of the first couple of games. Or, and um, the guys from Quest for Pixels and I have been playing a little bit of Diablo three lately. So mm-hmm. that that gameplay loop is I'm all about that. So I might be I might be looking for it on Black Friday because we're only a couple weeks away before I really maybe buy it. Mm-hmm. But um, I totally just skipped out on it because I didn't think that they were going to fix it up that nicely after what I played at E3. But it looked really good, and I, I had a lot of fun with it. Nice. And where are you playing Diablo 3? Uh, we're on um, on Xbox, but I uh, might be double dipping over on on uh, on Switch as well, man. <laughs> I, I don't I, know. 
I have got it on the Switch as well. I, and this, I'm going to be honest with you, is a game that I have downloaded because uh, I, I actually got it from our good friend Barry Dunn, who had a spare copy and a code, and I got oh, it from wait. him for cheap. Um, but I have not actually played it yet. I downloaded it, and it's been sitting on my Switch. It's um, so good. But I've got to jump in that as well. But yeah, uh, Marvel's Ultimate Alliance is fantastic. So can I quickly yeah. shout out Diablo. Barry Dunn? He's Barry yeah. Dunn's an amazing friend, and he sent me the code a code for uh, Ukulele and the Impossible Lair is one of the best games this year. Oh, and I 100%. actually scoffed at it when I when uh, um, Ryan and I on the Xbox Drive were going through upcoming releases, and he's like, "Ukulele has a new game." I'm like, "Okay." And then Barry reaches out to me, sends me this code, and my God, I have been so surprised. I play. I found all the bees. I still mm-hmm. can't beat the impossible there. It is truly impossible, but it stands up as probably one of the best redemption stories in a in a franchise ever. Where yeah. the first game is just not very good at all, in my opinion. Yeah. And this game, I think, holds up in a lot of people's opinion. Certainly, mine is is highly recommended. Yeah, I think I think you and I were actually both both saying that it, this may be in my top five game of the year contenders. Yeah, man. Um, I, I think is absolutely fantastic. So, yeah. And thanks to Barry Dunn for that, man. He's a yeah, yeah. he's a wonderful friend to a lot of us, for sure. It absolutely is. Cool. I was going to uh, say real quick on that Diablo 3, uh, it's supposed to be $25 Black Friday. I'm in. So, That's it, really? So got to watch out for it's it. It's only $60 yeah. Canadian? Holy cow. I can't afford not to buy it. <laughs> there you go. Nice. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, thank you. Anything else, Sean? No, man. What have you been playing? Uh, I just want to check what time is it. I just want to make sure. Yeah, okay, we're fine. I just want to check that. Uh, okay, I'm not breaking embargo. Awesome. Uh, so I've been playing New Super Lucky's Tale for the Nintendo Switch, which came out literally the embargo just released a couple minutes ago. So I wanted to make sure that we were fine on that. Uh, man, I, I never played Super Lucky's Tale before this. I had seen it at shows, uh, and I thought, man, that looks like a game that should be on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. And I have absolutely been loving it. It is like it is like a comfort food. Um, and obviously it has like this kind of like kitty wrapper around it. But man, there is so much there that is that is challenging and enjoyable. It has moments and flashes. It makes me remi- reminds me of like the first times you play Super uh, Mario 64. Right, has some of that three a three D world kind of design and that kind of like awe, and then all of a sudden the next level it's a two D platformer that's as tough as nails, like uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, and then a moment later it's an endless runner where you're trying to to uh, beat a time. Like there's so much depth to it, and it's a ton of fun. It controls really well. It's not too. Um, it's challenging enough for veteran players like ourselves who go through every level to collect everything. You know, we'll, we'll, we can go back and redo levels so there's some depth there. But if your kids just want to play it, it's got lots of checkpoints, lots of hearts. Um, man, I have absolutely loved my time with this. And the interesting part is that if you played New Super, or Super Lucky's Tale on the Xbox, the team is actually – this is not just a port. They have literally redesigned it from the ground up for the Switch. So there are new, new, new levels, new designs, cleaner interfaces. Like they've taken the care to really, really polish this game up. I know a lot of people were questioning why do it. Yeah. A lot of people were questioning like, oh, well, the embargo is literally the day it releases. That's never a good sign. I am loving Super Lucky's Tale. Nice. Holy cow. Am I so happy for it? Um, and if you're looking for a good kids game or a good family game, it's not it's not two player, but it's 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 the kind of like pass the pass the controller on the couch or, hey, dad, do you want to play together? Cool. Oh, dad, I'm stuck. Can you help me? Dad, I can't reach that thing. How do you do it? Ah, uh, sure. Pass me the controller. Give me a couple of moments. Boom. I've got it, man. It's such, it's such a great game that way. And I would highly, highly recommend it. I'm going to be, we're going to be releasing on our YouTube channel. I did a preview for this video. 
our preview for this game. So I'm going to release that video. Plus we have a let's play of it as well. So look for a lot of super lucky's tale for us in the next 24 hours to make sure that you guys have that. Who's the developer on this one again? That is playful games, playful. Um, and, uh, yeah, wow. Just, just absolutely fantastic. So that's amazing. And just from what you said about the playful, taking the time to build this game specifically for the switch yeah. is something other companies <laughs> EA, <laughs> excuse me, should think of doing, you know? <laughs> yeah. I actually, I put it in our discord because some people were asking about it. I just want to quickly read the statement they have here. Uh, super lucky tales, most expansive. It is a complete reimagining of the original super lucky's uh, tale rebuilt for this from, for the Nintendo switch ground ground up. The main improvements are significant redesigns of most of the game's level designs, environments, layouts, puzzles, secrets, quests, creatures, and mini games, new and Upgraded moves from the slide and the burrow, as well as more expansive controls, full rotatable camera and freedom exploration, expanded level progression system, new story cinematics and characters and dialogue, numerous improvements to UI, character art, lighting and sound. Like, yeah, it wow. wasn't a dra- it was not a drag and drop. This is this is what I would almost call Super Lucky's Tales Definitive Edition, uh, which is fantastic. So there's a similar story with Ori as well. I think a lot of, I think yeah. you guys talked about as well, where um, it actually runs better on the switch than on yeah. Xbox. <laughs> How does yeah. that even happen? Exactly. Right. So I, it's kind of nice. that some of these games are a couple days, couple, you know, years later, but it feels like we as switch fans are really benefiting from the, uh, from that weight as well. Yeah. Further optimization always helps. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, I want to be really cautious of it because, you know, Sean, you've got a flight tomorrow and it is uh, this is already a two hour podcast. Uh, and uh, Marty's yawning and he's got a lot more time for extra life that he has to lean into this thing. Uh, <laughs> so I think, folks, we're going to we're going to end the show here tonight. But before we go, I want to throw it over to Sean. Sean, uh, give us a plug. Right. Obviously, great having you here. I'm sorry. It's a late show for you. We are so happy that you're able to join us. You're such a good friend of our show and the network. And we're just so appreciative of you as well. But please, if anyone doesn't know who you are, doesn't know where to go and doesn't know your work where should where should they go well i i don't want to jump right into that if i can just thank you guys so much for having me on i've been a fan for many many years and uh got to visit um when that when zach was on a couple of shows ago and just had a a rekindled love with with the show and a rekindled appreciation for nintendo dads and the community that you guys have built and the dedication to the show and your love for nintendo and your respect for the um for the business and what and your responsibility to it all i as a as a peer in the podcasting field, I I certainly look up to you guys um, in a lot of ways. I always have, and you've given me a lot over the years. And I don't know that I can ever pay it back uh, or fully even express my gratitude for what you guys have done for me and a lot of the people that I know in podcasts with. So thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, for everything you've done and for allowing me to join you on this show. It's a true honor. Not everybody gets to do this. So thank you very much for that. Well, thank you. Um, if you'd like, you can find me on the internet on Twitter at Sean Capri. It's Sean like Connery Capri like the pants. Um, one of the things that I'm really uh, excited about to share is uh, If We're in Nintendo, the show that Justin is very much responsible for. Um, and we <laughs> didn't realize we were completely ripping off episode 11. Um, Bobby and I, because I was visiting uh, uh, New Jersey this week, Bobby and I visited and we recorded a brand new video intro for If We're in Nintendo in mm. the style of like an 80s sitcom. Mm-hmm. And so um, awesome. you can see that on the If We're in nintendo uh, twitter it's also on uh, youtube.com slash nintendo guru and i just want to point out if anybody is curious like where we got the ideas from go check out who's the boss and family matters and almost every <laughs> shot is taken from one of those two things and so bobby and i had a great this. time oh it's it, so it and we oh, have a new so theme good. song thanks to chris o'brien that, that's like my childhood right there 
it, I, I, man, we had so much fun filming it. It's so Bobby came home from work. I had it all ironed out. I had the Justin Masson blueprint ready. Nice. Like, okay, we do Not this shot and then this shot and then this shot. I did my homework and it was so much fun. So if, yeah, if you got, if you want a, a slightly different take on a Nintendo podcast, and if you've ever found yourself in that frustrated, like, oh, if only they did it this way, which I think we all do. That's what, um, if you're on Nintendo is about. And it was born out of the Wii U era when everything sucked. And we could have fixed everything if we just had our way. Um, but it's a great show I, uh, that I love doing with with Bobby. Um, so that's a natural carryover. And then the Xbox Drive is a show um, that I record from my car. I put my laptop in the passenger seat. Like this is pretty much the setup. So I can I can take the show on the road if I like. And uh, that happens every Thursday. You can follow it on uh, on iTunes and Google or whatever Spotify. So. And, and I, w- I will say if you're a, a person who's like, well, I, I, I just I just enjoy my Nintendo stuff. I don't want to I don't want to hear about this Xbox stuff. Um, I would encourage you as, as maybe students of the industry, right, as students of video games or people with passion and love it. Uh, do check out the Xbox drive. I, I do not own an Xbox, but I absolutely love the conversation and the intelligence that Sean um, as as a kind of a professional and as a. Uh, passionate advocate and a fan and as i think becoming more and more uh you know <laughs> i don't know what the journalist i don't know what the word is i'm going to use there um is him and ryan have amazing conversations about it and i i think it's fantastic stuff and i'm even in my car yelling at them about xbox stuff that i know nothing about i know <laughs> um so i would highly encourage it yeah, the idea is that it fits in my commute because I, I record it on the way to work or, I, or sometimes on the way home from work. So it's about a 40-minute show. So hopefully it fits into your commute. And then Tim was just remind, reminding me of the GamerCast. This is the third show that I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that I don't, I don't want to spoil who the next guests, maybe guests are. Um, but fans of this show potentially could be very interested in the in the next episode of, of the GamerCast. But um, recently had Lee Navarro who hosted Extra Life. So if you want to know a little bit more about the Extra Life campaign that we just ran, you can have the the lead up to that with Lee. And then um, Donnie Reese, also a fan of the show, is previously to that. But I want to draw people's attention to, I don't know if you guys ever um, discuss Benji sales or follow Benji sales on Twitter. Um, he has a lot of inside knowledge into the sales uh, trajectories and, and uh, he has access to a lot of insider knowledge and data. He was a fascinating conversation, totally different where the gamer cast has a lot of either um, gamers like us or podcasters. And then Benji came on and just completely blew my mind. So if you're wanting a little bit more about kind of how sales go and what, what, an, what analysis are looking at, that was a great conversation on the gamer cast as well. That was an awesome episode. That, that I sounds that. like yeah. an episode for business, Justin. Yeah, yes. I believe actually the the comment the suggestion was that we bring him on to Nintendo Dads, and I definitely think we're, gonna, yes. we're gonna we're gonna try definitely and get him. make some connections to to bring him on as well. He's and Tim brought guy. Tim brought that one up. He's Tim, like <laughs> Tim sends me a DM. He's like, get this, do this. And I was He's like, all right, so good. Tim. <laughs> it's great. Uh, all right. Well, again, Sean, thank you for your time and safe travel, safe home to you, sir. Greg, uh, welcome back to the Great White North, um, and we're happy to have you back. Thank you, Justin Moosen. Uh, uh, you're welcome, sir. Again, <laughs> if you want to submit those Justin Moosen drawings, NintendoDads at gmail.com. Uh, before I, Marty, I'm going to throw it to you because I think you need to tell us where we need to go, how we need to support you, and then uh, take yourself off mute and get there. Yeah, uh, so uh, right after this show, I'm going to take about a 15-minute break, grab a cup of coffee, and then we're going to hop back on uh, to stream. Uh, we're going to be leading into uh, the the wee morning hours with some Mega Man and Overwatch and other uh, twitchy games to keep me awake. Uh, and then at 8, uh, 8, 8 
central time-ish around that time. Isaac's going to take over for a couple of hours with Minecraft and leading into the afternoon of family games. Right now, we're sitting at $830 out of a $2,000 goal. And so you can find uh, all the links that you need to find uh, on our Twitter uh, at Nintendo Dads or at mine at, at Marty Estes. And uh, you can just go donate over at extra-life.org backslash participant backslash Marty Estes uh, and help us reach that goal. Uh, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. Hopefully I'm not going to fall asleep. Um, but, uh, you know, we stay up and do all this for the kids. And so this stream will, will end when we get done and, uh, we will, uh, resume on Twitch, YouTube, my personal Facebook and my personal Twitter. Uh, and I think it's on our Twitter as well. Uh, so just lots of places where it'll be, uh, you can go and, and it's not hard to find if you're, if you want to watch it streaming live, uh, which I would love for you to do. Uh, interact with it. And then at 2 p.m. tomorrow, uh, Jody's going to kick my tail at, uh, at Dr. Mario, and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Hashtag um, real talk. Hashtag true story. Yeah, and so... Uh, that, like what time is zone? Two, two Central? Two Central, 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time Zone. The only time zone that matters. That's right. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, you oh, cut out for the Lord. whole section of that. I'm, Marty, your internet, my friend. Uh, we're just saying that mountain time zone is the only true time zone that matters. See, I said oh, the no, exact no, same thing about central. It's, it's central time. Yeah. Uh, and so the uh, we've crossed the $750 uh, threshold, which is the uh, threshold to give away a three-month Nintendo Switch Online uh, subscription. Uh, if we cross the $1,000, that will be the flip grip. Uh, at $1,250, it's $20 eShop credit. At fifteen hundred, I have to stream Diddy Kong Racing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, at seventeen fifty, it's uh, a satisfied grip plus case combo, either for Nintendo Switch or Switch Lite. And then at two thousand, my kids both get to pie me live on stream. And I believe we said collectively there was this conversation about like if we hit tw- over two thousand, I was doing Ring Fit Adventures shirtless. Um, yes. I just need to verify right now that that probably won't happen, but I will definitely do ring fit ventures with a tight shirt, but we're not going shirtless. Well, uh, just throw on unless this I out. pour maple syrup all over it. Then yeah, it's just throwing this out here that we just got a, we just got a $70 donation. Uh, so that we're, we're now officially at 900. Amazing. So, uh, yeah. you're, 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 you're going to miss the shirtless for the podcast, Yeah, but your time's Oh, it's going to come, folks. I may have to get ready to get Maple waxed. Maple workout time is, yeah, is coming. Exactly. Um, but anyway, that's all going on tomorrow, and you can find that all over. You can even just go to Extra Life and search for our team or or whatever. And so I'm I'm blown away and humbled by this every year that people will watch and donate. And it uh, means a lot to me that because my daughter was in one of these hospitals um, when she was two months old. You're wrapping her up around 6, six Central? 6 p.m. Central, and then you will take over with Jackbox. Okay. Is anyone doing anything after me, or is that when I'm done, then that wraps it up? You're, you're, the, you're done, and then the Nick is taking over on Saturday. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I don't know if if doing that over uh, Restream will work well, because it adds lag. I may have to mm-hmm. go with Twitch only or okay. YouTube only. Yeah. 
Well, I would just say put it out there on the Twitter and and let people know. Uh, right. And speaking of winners, um, I want to mention this here. October 2019, our Patreon winner of the month is Hot Rodimus 83. Uh, Jason, you have won a $25 eShop card from the Nintendo Dads. Woo-hoo. And so uh, we will be getting in contact with you. Uh, I handle that. So as soon as I rest up, uh, tomorrow and I'm like literally last year I went home and passed out. Uh, and so I'm going to do the same thing and I will get with you this weekend about how, um, you know, how that, how that's going to go. And also uh, monthly mayhem is going on right now. Uh, and over there on court, uh, Drew and are doing a great job organizing that this month's game is Louis mansion. Three and you can go over and check out the challenges for it and to win either a uh, $10 eShop card or $15 grand prize for the month uh, as well. And that's just ways that we give back to you guys because you're so awesome uh, as far as being patrons of the show. Great. All right. Excellent. Well, folks, let's uh, let's close out here. Uh, big thanks to our executive Patreon producers, Chris Mears, Dave Ernsberg, Andrew Colette, and our newest, newest one, Sean Abbott, who has moved in that position as well. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your continued support at that executive Patreon producer. And, of course, thank you so much to every single one of our almost 95 Patreon supporters wow. that help us every single month to keep this to keep this ad free so that I don't have to shovel third love bras or manscape. Well, you know, we might eventually as well. Who knows what happens here? Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, if you are interested, head over to NintendoDads.org, which is our new website. Uh, Of course, subscribe to us on YouTube, Twitch. uh, Subscribe to us on Twitter, Facebook, all those good things, all the social media, Instagram as well. Um, And of course, if you want to support us, head over to NintendoDads, or sorry, Patreon.com backslash NintendoDads for all of that goodness. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. Thank you very much. You can email us at NintendoDads at gmail.com. Or call us at 925-2-Dads or 929-256-3237. Thank you so much to OC Remix for all the music you've heard through the show. A big thanks to Adam Leonard and and Carter Johnson for their amazing artwork. And of course, big thank you to you, you amazing, sexy, sexy listeners. We appreciate you for everything you do. And of course, thank you, Sean Capri, for joining us. Safe travels home and have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening into Nintendo Dads. Maple syrup mooses. <laughs>